The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Monday morning, October 16th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl. It's time to go in the weeds because, of course, if it's Monday, we're here because we're always here, here on Fightful Overbooked, where, you know, you come and hang out with us and you do the thing. And Jeremy nods his head and says, no, no, no. Is that, we're not always here on Monday. Sometimes well, on Monday, we're on the main channel. I mean, not yeah. this Monday, but sometimes. Well, not next Monday either. Not the Monday, right. I mean, the Monday after, after that. Yeah, but like. We're, we're here most Mondays. Is that better? Factually accurate? Yeah. Better? Yeah. Three out of four Mondays. I guess if there's five weeks, then four out of five Mondays. What's what's that saying? Three out of four ain't bad. So I guess we're four out of five if it's a busy weekend, you know. Seven, 75%. 75% okay. 75%. That, that's pretty much what I would go for uh, in, in my, my college days. Just aim for 75% and everyone was. C's C's get degrees, baby. See, there you go. I'm glad that we are currently doing a morning show about professional wrestling. See, 70, 75%. Like, if you're a 75% three-point shooter, you're doing really well. Like, look, you're you're in the league forever if you're shooting 75% from three. But if you're shooting 75% from the free throw line, you kind of suck. Like, 75% from the free throw line is pretty trash, honestly. Like, you got to be over 80 from the free throw line. See, Chi-Town Spurs get it. If you bat – yeah, you bat uh, – 750 in baseball you're great it's all about like what you're what you're going for here i'm just i'm just going for a job interview every Where every monday at? for me every monday for me this is a job interview just to keep oh. my job with you jeremy because i know i know you got your finger you're, you're like golden voice you just got your finger on the button you're ready to press that big red x you're just you're ready to be like you're out of here but you don't I've, I've been pressing that x then someone else comes down and overrules me well, it sounds like uh, we're okay then. <laughs> That's basically what happens is I, I just get overruled. I was like, can we fire Joel? Like, As one does. no, can't fire Joel. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I mean, who else are you going to bring in, huh? I don't know. Throw a name at me and I'll, I'll accept it. SP3. Well, he's busy. He does a lot of stuff now. Yeah, but SP3 always makes time for me. Bless him. That's true. I so. was about to message him today. But everything's okay, so it doesn't matter. Okay. We're here, we're clear. It's Monday, and we watched some wrestling. Uh, what did we do? What did we? Was Friday was SmackDown. Saturday, well, there was Rampage too. Saturday was Collision. That was a busy show. It was a fun show. Uh, before we get into the main stuff, we got to take a victory lap, Jeremy Lamberts. Do we? Yes, because the ITW winning streak continues. Alex Kane was on the show on Wednesday. True. Uh, 
and retained his MLW Heavyweight Championship this past Saturday at Slaughterhouse. Selena De Laurenta was on the show. She brought in Janai Kai. Both women have been on our show. Both women walking out winners. Selena represents the new MLW Featherweight Champion. She defeated Delmi Exo. We're going to talk about Delmi. Delmi won when she was oh. on her specific show for her specific thing. So that counts. And also, also one, it counts. Two, you know, it was a clash, right? It was, oh, apparently I did a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, we have a thumbs up on this video. Let's get the go fireworks. Can we, can we get it? Come on. Audio listeners are always like very confused when this stuff happens. I assume anyway. I, assume I mean, anyway. I know, I know what the numbers are like. I know what the, the audio listenership is like for this show. It's basically just me making sure it sounded okay. Oh, okay. That's fair. Post, fair post upload. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not working anyway. So for the one audio listener who's Joel, who are there we go. Okay. Um, so Janai, Janai and, and Delmi, they, they both knew they were on this show and it's like, well, how do I get the advantage? Like, cause that's usually the advantage is you were on in the weeds and you were going to, to get the victory off of that, but they canceled each other out. So what did Janai do? She, she had Selena. She's like, I got the guaranteed win now. Cause I got Selena. To, she was just on the show. This is a guaranteed victory for me. So that's what happened there. So yeah, Delmi, Delmi's got had needed to get somebody else. She needed Alex Kane in her corner, I guess. It's okay. Ricochino. Like Ricochino should have been in her corner. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be great. <laughs> we'll get Rick uh, a booking here. <laughs> we uh yeah, we we really enjoyed having uh, having both Alex and, and Selena last week. We mentioned it on Friday's show. It was, it was a good time. But uh yeah, Delmi Exo was on before Fury Road, I think it was, when she captured the featherweight chain no she had just won it and she yeah. was defending it and then she was going to germany to face ava ever for the wxw women's championship which she won in germany so clearly if you're on this show you win matches that's how it goes now we have to get grizzled young veterans because they've resurfaced they were at deadlock pro last night they answered the workhorseman's open challenge they won so now they get a shot at the deadlock pro tag title sometime down the line Maybe we need to get GYV on here to talk about uh, winning tag gold, okay? Potentially. Um, I know they're taking bookings and stuff. Uh, I assume they're going to face violence this forever pretty soon. Kevin Koo. You know, Kevin Koo, when he had it, when we had him on the on the show, he said he wanted grizzled young veterans. And we told him, like, yeah, I think they're going to be free sooner rather than later. And they are showing up at deadlock, which is a, a staple for violence this forever. So I assume we'll get that match uh, before the end of the year. I'd like to see it. I'm sure they'll get to it. If if Kevin Koo's talking about the possibility of it happening, I feel like it's going to happen. That's just De- yeah. Deadlock will make Deadlock will make it happen. Johnny and the boys will make that happen. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, by the way, you want one more victory lap? You show up on the show. Uh, good things happen. Jake Christ was a uh, security guard la- uh, on Wednesday. Sorry, on Saturday. Saturday I don't know, yeah. I don't know days anymore. Jake Christ was Literally. part of the uh, Christian Security Coalition. So him and, and Myron Reed, of course, from uh, from the Rascals is going to be on Impact the next set of tapings. But either way, if you're on the show, you get big victories. You get big dubs. <laughs> that's how it works. So tell your friends and tell all the wrestlers, come and appear on In the Weeds and you'll win. Uh, Jeremy, Collision, Saturday. Let's start there because uh, as of Friday, your plan was to go. Please tell me that you went this time. As of Friday, my plan was to go. Um, all right, we'll get into wrestling here here shortly. We don't have to. I don't know. We got to talk a little bit of wrestling, right? But uh, above wrestling, I feel like we are a life 
podcast, right? Is that true? Am I, am yes. I lying? Yes. Yeah, I uh, by the way, for someone asking, was he the tall dude? Uh, no, Jay Chris was the tiny dude that had his arm put on him <laughs> by Ricky Starks. <laughs> the blonde guy. <laughs> um, I did not go to Collision on, on Saturday. Uh, the plan was certainly to go to Collision. I did not. Uh, I had a rough Saturday. Uh, it's completely, completely on me, by the way. I, I watch the show, so I, I kind of know what I'm talking about, like as much as I know what I'm talking about any other week on this show. I had a rough Saturday. Um, look, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very transparent with people, very honest with people. I, I'd like to, I bury our chat, I bury our audience, but I hope you guys know that I do love you, and you guys have always been very kind, very supportive to myself throughout the years, and certainly since we started this show earlier this year. Uh, I had kind of a mental breakdown on Saturday. Uh, I was not doing well. Um, some stuff happened, some stuff very much caught up with me. And I, I was not doing well on Saturday. I, I had, a, I had a breakdown. I could not pull myself together to go. I feel awful because I was, I was looking forward to the night uh, with the wife, Chris Bordine. I was supposed to meet up with him uh, and meet him. You know, I, I couldn't pull myself together enough to go uh it, it wasn't good i i'm very thankful for my wife that that she was there she was very supportive she was very helpful as she always is through all of it um and yeah it sucks i i was looking forward to it i i feel like i feel terrible that i wasn't able to to go and again have that night with her um but i i needed to really get away for this weekend. And I still did some work stuff just to feel some normalcy in my life. Um, I avoided any type of online stuff. I just kind of kept to myself for this weekend. Uh, I watched the show just to again sound somewhat smart on this show. Uh, I'll get back into the swing of things. I, I needed help and I've probably needed help for a little while. Um, and, and that, that in, for me in this instance, that means some type of, of, of medication. I used to be on antidepressants. Uh, I, I kind of got off because I was like, hey, I'm doing so much better. Things are great. I don't need this stuff anymore. Uh, it's probably not true. Um, probably should have just stuck with it anyway. just because even if I'll, I'll use numbers to try to help, uh, uh, help uh, figure figure things out here. So, like, let's say like baseline is five and everything, right? On the antidepressants, maybe I'm at like a seven, which is great, right? And then, um, then I'm things are going great in my life, and so maybe I'm at like a nine. So it's like great. It's like oh, okay, well, let's come off the antidepressants, and maybe that pushes me back down to a seven again or an eight or something. It's like oh, things are still great, but then when you hit those depressive days you drop all the way down to a one and it hits very, very hard. So why not just stay on the medication and you can stay at, you could be at a 10 potentially because your life is going great and you're on your medication. And then if you do happen to drop, you don't drop to a damn one. You, you go down to a, you know, maybe it's, maybe you go back to a five, maybe you go to a four, you slip just under the baseline. 
that that is my personal experience it might it might work differently for for everybody else i i don't know um again your experience is your experience some people do great on medication some people do great on with therapy and things like that i know the medication in the past has always helped me um but i hit basically a one um on on saturday and yeah i feel horrible uh, I, I had to admit that, look, I needed some type of, of help. And I think for me, the best help would be medication that I used to be on because it was helpful back in the day. Um, so yeah, I didn't go to collision, Joel. Instead, I laid in bed all night as as my, my poor wife had to do everything and support me as she always does. And I feel I feel terrible. I feel terrible that I kind of ruined our night because of uh, stuff that is wrong with me. And it, it it took a lot to just finally come to the realization that, yeah, I probably need some type of help with this stuff. And I can't, Joel, you said it, uh, it was many shows ago, but uh, I was jokingly like, just saying, my wife is my therapist. And you're like, nope, that's not good. Don't do that. And like, it's it's 100% true is like you you can't put all of that on that person and i don't put all of it on her it was a joking thing but i fully admit that like i talked to her about everything and i probably put more on her than i should and i need to not do that bless her she is amazing she is just the the strongest person that i know having to one deal with me deal with uh the children and everything but she she is amazing I feel terrible. Um, I appreciate West Level. Don't talk, talk pile on myself. That's sort of what I do. Um, but she, she is amazing. She really helped me through everything on Saturday. I'm doing, I'm doing better today. I was doing a little bit better yesterday. I have, uh, I, I have been able, like, I've hit dark depression days before. Uh, it, and gotten as bad as it was on Saturday. And typically I could pull myself out of it within the 24 hours or so, but it was bad on Saturday to the point where I knew something needed to change in my life, whether it was in for in, for in this instance, it is me uh, starting up medication again. So I'm looking to get on that. I've made the proper phone calls and everything. And um, to, to kind of close all of this, I just want to say if anybody else is out there struggling, you have your bad days, you you have your, your down days or whatever, I hope you have a strong support system like like I have uh, with my wife and others. I hope you, you take the, the steps you need to take of um, whether it is reaching out to somebody. Hey, Joel and I say it all the time. Like I, my DMs are certainly open if you just want to drop a line, be like, hey, not doing great. You know, you want to talk or something. I I try to answer, especially those messages. I try to answer um, those messages back very quickly of just trying to talk people through things and help out however I can. I, I will also say that like it is good to reach out to people. It is good to try to talk to people, let people know that you're not alone with these things. Sometimes you do need more than that though, because even if you reach out to people and you you say these things, like if it, it continues to come up and stuff you might need more of whether it is like a therapy whether whether it is medication whatever it might be but for the for the first start um you can certainly reach out to to someone like me someone like joel and just be like hey things aren't great today and then try to just kind of talk through things uh 
through there. So yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody knows you're not alone with this kind of stuff. I certainly, I go through it. Uh, I'm sure other people go through it as well. It sucks. Um, but you got to take the necessary steps to be, be better and to take care of yourself. Every other Thursday, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably see me tweet something like there's nothing better than real professional therapy and saying we're good today or we're not good today. That's because I probably just finished a session and I, I, I will, I will almost never go into my therapy conversations within, but I will say that my therapy journey has been one that's um, ongoing and continuously helpful and continuously challenging. And I always highly, highly recommend it. There is, there is room for everyone to be feeling better and it's um, whatever your better is. So for some people it is antidepressant or any sort of medication that helps them feel better. And I understand that the human body and the human brain is so messy and so different that different levels and different prescriptions and different formulas react differently with different bodies. I hope people have the patience and the understanding to try to try. Um, so I think it's, I think it's wonderful that um, <clears throat> you have decided to, you know, to, to pull yourself up and do what you need to do. And I think that's great. I still recommend therapy. <laughs> bless, bless your wife. And, and mine gets it too. She, she hears a lot of, of stuff, but at one point early in our relationship, she, she said to me because she's a take no shit kind of woman. She's like, no, nah, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta do the therapy thing. Everyone, everyone, she's an advocate for therapy. She's like, everyone should be doing therapy. Whether I look, or not. I recommend therapy for myself and everyone too. That this is not me being like, oh, I just need medication. I don't need therapy. I totally recommend therapy for, for everyone as well. It is not that I, I do think that I've, I've like, I've been on meds. I've been in therapy. Um, there's various, some things help. Some things don't. For for me, knowing what I've been through with things, I know medication has helped in the past. Look, you throw therapy on top of that, it'll be even better. So that is probably a next step for me. Right now, I just need to get back on some type of medication. Um, yeah. and, and that is the, the first step for me. Yeah, the next step will, will almost certainly be doing some type of therapy. I'm going to start sending just like therapists your way. People Please you don't do. Even, it's going to be like this person, this person, this person. Please do. My It'll health insurance sucks in America. Um, it's it awful. So yeah, please, please do and, that. And for for those and and so I'll, I'll pull. I'll, it's not even pulling the curtain back. I'll tell a story once upon a time. Jeremy knows this one because he reached out to me real quick when it happened. Um, Dax was on oral sessions. This is so. This is so old that Renee Paquette still had his podcast. Okay, uh, it was oral sessions too, not the sessions. It was, yeah, it was still oral sessions. Yeah. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, Max Caster for that line on, on <laughs> Collision. Anyway, um, he he appears on 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 Renee's show and mentions that he had uh, he had done therapy and that he continues to do therapy. And I basically said something like, <clears throat> "Excuse me, I'm still dealing with the after effects of being cold." Um, he says something along the lines of. Um, Sorry, I say something along the lines of if Dax Harwood, the manliest man on earth, can go to therapy, then a lot of y'all have no excuses. And Jeremy, I got roasted. Roasted by a bunch of people who were afraid to look in the mirror, but roasted nonetheless by weirdos on Twitter. And this was before I was like 
actively thinking about how much I just don't care about dork asses on Twitter. And it was affecting me. And I was like, I'm going to take it down because I don't need to start this war. Um, and I took it down. I still believe to this day that everyone has some sort of line to therapy. It's never going to be free, unfortunately, unless there are dire circumstances. I will tell you how I found my therapist because I, like you, healthcare in Canada is, is marginally better, but it ain't going to get you a therapist for free. It'll be sometimes, you know, you have to be on a really good, really good gig with a really good healthcare plan to get it. I don't have that. Never have. I found a student who was completing her therapist, whatever, like she was, she was on the final track in her fourth year of psychotherapy, psycho, whatever it is. Uh, to becoming a therapist. And part of that includes some clinic hours, which includes you can charge at a sliding scale, yada, yada, yada. That's how I found her. She also was like much older. So this was very much a second career for her. So my, my, my advice is to anyone who's looking for a therapist, look through the schools and look at the people who are finishing up at the schools. And if you find someone who's a little bit older, then you might be on the right track. Someone who's younger than you might feel weird, but that's also your call. So that's how I found my therapist. And I've been with her for five, six, how long have I been married? <laughs> long, long enough. It's been a while. So uh, I do recommend it. And it, and, and, and it, yes, it's gone up year over year, but it's always been a sliding scale and it's always been very comfortable. So find someone who is understanding of that situation as well. Yeah. I, I recommend it for everybody, even if you do think you're doing well, to, you know, myself included. Um, Shad's on Spurs says, says that therapy was crucial for me in my final year of college. Still use the lessons I learned over there a decade later. Let's see. I've been in therapy. I try to use those lessons as well. Some days are just ain't great. Ain't great. No matter how much you put those lessons into uh, practice, which, which sucks. Um, and, and that was the case for me on Saturday is sometimes when I, when it gets to a point, and again, this is just me, when it gets to a point, like the lessons just go out the window. Most days I can manage it and it's like, okay, like, uh, let's do this. Let's try this. And I'm fine. Uh, but then again, some, some days you just hit that really bad day. And I, that's, that's what happened to me on, on Saturday. So um, all of that to say, I didn't go to collision, Joel. <laughs> Why not? No, I'm just kidding. We just did this. <laughs> Who's on first? Um, someone asked, by the way, why? what happens when you change therapists and your therapist moves away? Well, the move away part has gotten a little bit easier because most therapists or many therapists are now doing things exclusively online. So that's helpful. Um, mine does that. We used to meet in person and then the pandemic hit. And after the after like lockdowns finished, he was like, you still want to do this in person or do you want to do this on like this? And I'm like, oh, no, this is how I spend all my days. So let's just keep doing this. So um that's that. And then move in. And, and, and when you change, listen, there will there there is a possibility that you will change therapists. That is just the reality of it. And sometimes you do start again. Sometimes it's good to change therapists because you get a different viewpoint or a different uh, a different mindset. And sometimes just you don't gel. I got very lucky that the person that I've started with is continuing to be helpful for me. That's just me. I've cool. had a few different therapists over the years. Um, yeah, and some of them just did not work uh just, just did not work we didn't it wasn't that we didn't get along and some of it was on me to to be completely honest is like one you got to want to do it right if you feel like you're forced into going to therapy it's probably not gonna probably not gonna work out because you don't just it's not just the session that you have with your therapist it is um it is the work you put in outside of it as well 
And I, there was certainly a point in my life where I felt like I was just forced to go in. I was like, ah, I don't need this. This is dumb. Like I just, I didn't want to be there. And so I didn't want to put the work in outside of there. And so it, it didn't work. Uh, it just didn't. And then once I realized, oh yeah, I'm being the idiot here. Let, let me actually like put some work in here. Then it got better. I found group therapy to be very helpful um, because then you're around other people who are kind of going through similar struggles uh, to you. And so I, I found that to be more helpful than, than one-on-one therapy, honestly. Um, so, so yeah. And again, I found me- medication to be very helpful. Like something just clicked and it did not, uh, the, I was on like two different meds. I won't, I won't say them, but like the first one didn't work, kind of screwed me up more. Um, the second one worked and I felt a lot better off of things. Like I could feel the shift in myself on it. And I, w- I was, and that combined with therapy were very good. Um, so yeah, everybody, everybody's different. You know, you got to find what works for you. Uh, but I, I appreciate that, that anyone is, Oh, a lot of people reach out and, and I, I struggle with thinking that people don't care. Um, I very, very much struggle with that. I, I feel that like no one really cares. No one really likes me. Uh, did things would just be a lot easier if I, if I wasn't around. Um, and, and you gotta realize that someone out there does care and, and someone does like you and things would not be easier if you were, were not around. So, um, I appreciate people who have reached out over, over the years. And again, I can't say enough great things about, there's a reason I put my wife over so often on this show. Uh, not just today, like, every single show for longtime viewers. There is a reason I put her over so much because I know what goes on in my head. I know what, what I go through and I know, I, I don't think I'm a bad person or anything. I don't think I don't put her through hell or anything, but I know she has to, she has to deal with me. And like, look, I, you, you guys deal with me for six hours a week on this show and you can kind of see how erratic I could be. Imagine that but off of the air. It's a lot. It's a, and then throw on kids on top of that. I'm just a giant fifth kid around the house. I was trying to use one as a Frisbee yesterday. I was like, here, let me just toss you like a Frisbee. So yeah, imagine having to put up with all that. But yes, there's a reason I, I think uh, my, my wife so often and put her so, over so often on this show. Cause, cause she is truly the best. And uh, Joel, Joel's met her. Uh, and I mean, I can tell you how how great she is as well. I, j- I truthfully could not thank her enough or put her over enough. Uh, I will say two things before we move on. One, uh, when it comes to therapy, you do not need to be in a set of struggles or about to do certain things that might be harmful. You do not need to be in those positions to start therapy. You do not need to be at your rock bottom. You can do it today if you're having a perfectly normal day. You can walk in and start talking about it. There are some sessions that I honestly just talk about good stuff. That's fine. There is no wrong way to approach it. Your journey is your journey. So I just want to put that out there because I think for myself, I will say it. I went into it thinking like this is for people who are very depressed. And that was not the case. I was not feeling depressed. I was not in a situation where I felt like I was going to uh, you know, harm myself or others. I was just, my feeling has always been I'm in it to get better to be better, to be a better version of myself. So that is what I will end on the therapy note with. Second thing, Jeremy, my wife and I flew all the way out to Ohio for you. You're always, okay. 
That's all that matters. We're, the, the, those of us who made that trip, you know, you know, we would do just about anything for you. Yeah, sometimes I still struggle with that. Plus, like, plus. completely honest. Like, I, I, I try. My brain is just sometimes it has trouble registering things that even I'm told and I know like my brain is just going to, and that's where again, medication was very helpful for me is it kind of, it's an antidepressant, right? It takes it, hopefully it's supposed to kind of take away a little bit of the depressive thoughts. Um, and, and it did back in the day. And then no matter how much work, uh, sometimes they still pop up and no matter how many times I'm told you were loved, we loved you, uh, you know, we're here for you. No matter how many things I know of this, my brain is just like, nope, nope, that doesn't work like that. Uh, I don't want to pull it up on screen because I feel like that's a new person. Uh, I've never seen this person in the chat before. Hey, shout out to you for for leaving a comment and watching. Um, but the bell who, I mean, yeah, I don't want to pull it off the screen, but people can see on the chat. Um, just saying like, I, I have mental health issues, as well as autism, try to remain positive as much as I can. Uh, but sometimes I'll have a bad day when I just want to stay in bed and sleep because I just don't want to deal and that's okay. It 100% is, by the way. I am not, I don't want anybody to think otherwise. That is legitimately when I have, when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a depressive day, that's typically what I will do is I will, I know it's a bad day and I will be like, you know what? I don't have the motivation to do anything today. I I'm just, I'm not going to be helpful if I try to do anything today, at least my usual production levels. So I am just going to, whether video games are a great outlet for me of just like something a little to take my mind off of things, but also stay engaged if that makes sense. Um, so I will just lay in bed and watch TV, watch some SpongeBob or just like play video games type of thing. Like that's what I will do. And that'll just help me get through a down period. And then the next day, or maybe even a, a hours later, I will feel better and I will start to feel like myself again. That is typically how I deal with these bad days. Um, different people, different stuff works for different people. That was not working for me on Saturday. Nothing was working for me on Saturday. Again, I hit a very low point on Saturday to where it was like, I, something's got to change. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take steps to, to make those changes to where, Hey, if I do have the bad day, I can just go back to one, just not let it affect me as much. Or I can go back to, Hey, let me just play games and maybe watch some SpongeBob and I'll be okay. Everyone will be okay. If they leave a thumbs up on the video. And subscribe to us wow. I had to wow. find a segue because eventually we had to talk about wrestling. I was like, we, get, you know what? I like that we get to spend the first 30 minutes of the show having these conversations because they're honest, they're true, and this is what you're going to get from us. That's just kind of, that's how we roll. We're, we're a morning show. That's just what we do. We talk about literally everything and anything we can plus the wrestling. So that's that's me being a shill and then also telling you to give us your money over on our Super Chats. <laughs> I've seen a lot of new people pop up in the, the chat during all of this. So I don't know if you guys are just typically like lurking or whatever, but I appreciate the the love and support if you guys are typically watching and now leaving, leaving a thought on this. Like, like Joel said, like, yeah, we talk about wrestling on this show, but at the same time, we do six hours uh, a week on this. Joel and I know each other fairly well. Um, we're allegedly friends. I'll never admit that, but allegedly friends and like we just don't we we talk about life as well and just stuff that that isn't about wrestling because like i know some people use this for escapism and hopefully the next hour and a half we can give you that but also we all we're all dealing with real issues 
and shit. Right. So I want that to be known to everybody as well, that like we are, you know, we, we don't want to shy away from any of these real issues and just be like, Hey, let's just talk about this wrestling angle and, and stuff because we're humans and like, there's much more to life than just wrestling and and i hope everybody knows that and as as much as we 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 like wrestling wrestling has given us a a lot um in different ways uh all of us um you know i want everybody to know that like that there's more there there really is just more to life than this and that like we are humans behind all this and covering all this as well i'm not i i hope people know this by now we don't do this faked act bullshit we we don't i we try not to do any fake outrage unless we're doing like a bit or whatever um we we try not to to do any of that stuff we do our bits we have fun but at the end of the day we are also humans when it comes to this stuff and i i want that to be known more than anything if you get nothing else out of this podcast know that yeah wrestling is fun life is more important than wrestling and there are humans behind these screens watching wrestling and we aren't afraid to talk about our actual emotions and feelings outside of wrestling if that shit ain't for you that's understandable too if you just want to listen to people review raw segment by segment hey more power to you like i completely understand that as well uh but if you you know hopefully we can connect on a a different way outside of wrestling through through this again i I truly truly do appreciate uh everybody in the chat a lot of a lot of great comments and everything um showing love and support and i have throughout doing this podcast on on fightful this show other shows uh talked with a lot of people and, and met a lot of people who have similar thoughts feelings again we all struggle we all struggle man hey if you're not struggling Shout out to you. You're doing better. You're, you're doing very well. Uh, I want that life where there's no struggles. Um, but but yeah, I feel like I'm just like ranting and or not ranting, uh, just uh, losing losing sentences here. Collision, Joel, you vanilla rock. Do you think that there was any heat on Adam Copeland for that? Because it looked like he got a little uh, a little frisky and a little frustrated by Ricky Starks. Makes the rock comparison. Says, uh, you know, are, are you wearing those uh, those those velour pants or whatever he called them? He called them the satin, satin or silk pants. It felt, like, it felt like Adam was a little uh, uh, on it. I, do you I want me to do you want me to message people and be like, "Hey, is there any heat here?" <laughs> I kind of do, but I also uh, <clears throat> no, nah, I don't care about another conversation that involved us reaching out to someone about. <laughs> about stories <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't think there's i don't think there's any heat on him i don't so let me, sorry but, sorry let me let me yeah. just I, I just want to clarify when i when i talk about heat i don't mean like ongoing you know everyone hates adam and everyone right. Ricky and adam are gonna fight it wasn't that i mean like in the moment you think they got backstage and we're just like hey man not cool and then they apologize and they move on and everything's fine that's really what i'm getting i'm just in the moment do you think that maybe, maybe they're like, what the hell, man? Maybe. Maybe there is something to that. I don't know for certain. I, I don't know if we'll ever like quite know because, uh, I mean, Adam Copeland does a lot of interviews. He does. He, he pulls back the curtain a little bit. Ricky will go in and out of character stuff when it comes to interviews. So I'm not sure if uh, he'll give you a, a truthful answer 
on that uh, again public interview wise so but maybe there was something of like hey man um you know maybe maybe we shouldn't do that here's my issue with it my issue is that like everyone does this to ricky everyone does the rock joke like can we just not get new material for this he really went to the most basic joke you could go to and he went vanilla midget as well which is the dumbest insult in the world that's what nash used against malenko and benoit which was like partially true because that was the knock on those guys as they had no charisma that was the most charismatic man in the ring and he was in the ring with christian cage like what are we talking about vanilla midget rock rip that was, off that was just hold on that was just that was adam copeland's homage to wcw nitro which is basically what this episode of collision was bookended as <sighs> and you got tony shivani on commentary so really it's it's march 96 all over again but i hear you it was I wonder who he popped in the back by calling someone a vanilla midget. Cause he, he, he tripped over the words. Don't know if he meant to or yeah. not. He, it, it just felt in the moment that like someone said some things that were not supposed to be said. Uh, and Chi Town Spurs sends the super chat saying, if you watch the brawl that ended the show, Adam Copeland got really heavy kicked into, got a really heavy kick into Ricky's head. Not saying it was anything, but I noticed it. I may, I haven't, I didn't go back and watch. I, it, I did. Strange. I did. I don't feel like it was maybe I'll look at, I'll actually rewatch this uh, on air right now because um, I had it pulled up earlier because I, I was relooking at it. Cause this was a, a topic of conversation on this. And look, I watched the segment and everything I, I saw it. I was, it was weird in that, like it felt so out of place. I didn't care for this segment overall. If I'm being honest, I thought the, the segment was very, very strange of, Let's set up a tag team match. Wait a second. We're not getting to a tag team match. Like, hey, this person's coming out. And now this person's going to come out. I, I didn't FTR coming out and be like, we're not going to make excuses. But also we were pretty injured and we don't get our rematch. We'll work our way out. Like, why not? Like, you've held this title since April. We we know, we think, I don't know what the automatic, the automatic rematch clause changes from week to week in AEW anyway. The um, automatic rematch clause is just the Bucks win the tag titles and the FTR is going to be like, oh, guess what time it is? Automatic <laughs> rematch clause time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... All right, so I'm rewatching kind of slow motion. I can't tell if... It gets him in the head or the chest. It looks like it's a good camera cut. And uh, one of the FTR hair is in the way of the shot a little bit. So it's tough to tell. I When I watch it, like, so that I didn't watch it full slow motion. When I watch it, like, regular motion, um, it does look like a tough kick, but Ricky sells it well. Uh, and then slow motion, yeah, maybe it catches him a little high, but I also think it's more chest than, than face. I think it's just a good angle where it looks like it might catch him in the head. Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock into that, honestly. The the exchange that was going on, again, I didn't like the segment overall. I just, it was a pointless thing for Copeland to say. Like, it accomplished nothing. If Ricky comes out and beats him, cool, like, I want Ricky to get all the wins that he can. If it doesn't lead to a match or Copeland beats him, then I don't know what that really does for, for, for Ricky. It did feel like Copeland got a little caught off guard by like, Oh, don't look at me with your bug eyes type thing. And then Copeland felt he had to fire back with something. And that was the best thing 
that he could come up with. And it's like, you got to have better material, dude. Like a, a vanilla midget insult to the most charismatic guy in the ring and a rock ripoff insult to that's the thing he's heard his entire friggin' career. It was, I thought Ricky was talking about Danielson as well. And then like, it was, it was very strange. Um, but the rock thing, I tweeted this like months ago, months ago. I was like, can interviewer, can Ricky do a single interview without being asked about like rock comparisons? Every interviewer brings it up. Every MJF, you're the pebble. Every, everybody brings it up. It's like the easiest thing in the world to bring up with him. Do we not realize like LA Knight's the biggest star in WWE right now. And then everybody is accusing him of being the rock mjf is doing rock insults himself like you should probably want to follow in that guy's footsteps honestly la Knight's about to go to saudi arabia and have a match against roman reigns make millions of dollars put an addition on his slim jim vehicle and then move on he's fine i think this is just further proof that if you've been in one machine for 25 years and you're scripted the whole way Maybe don't throw them to the wolves right away. Maybe have a little bit of, um, not scripting, but have a little bit of a conversation with creative about what you're going to say. Just run it by. Because if you're just going to go out cold and be like, I got this. Ain't going to work so well. That's what happened. I don't, I don't think Copeland, I think he's one of the most overrated promos in the last however long. I don't know how highly people rate Adam Copeland Edge as like a promo I've never, everyone knows, like, I'm not doing a bit here when I'm calling him a little bitch type of thing. Like, I don't rate him that highly. I just don't. I understand the longevity. I understand he's had very good gimmick matches. And I know people have been into different characters with him. Hey, I like the rated R stuff. Uh, The stuff when he was with Lita, I thought that was good. That was the the hottest I've been into uh, Edge as a performer. This last run, since he came back, yeah, Edge and Christian stuff was hilarious. I, I can't knock that at all. I'm talking about singles performer. Um, but like this last run since he came back, uh, like I wasn't really into anything outside of the Seth matches. Like those were good, but the build up to it, I didn't really care too much about any of that. I don't feel like you know when he gets he sits the chair down and he wants to and he goes. I'm going to that place right now. It's like a macho man, Randy Savage right there. It's like, you're going to bring this out of me, Seth Rollins. Like, I don't find him to be a great promo. Honestly, that first promo where he's like, with Christian, it's time, it's time, it's time. That promo sucked. It wasn't good. It, it was completely detached from AEW story. This felt detached from AEW story as well. So yeah, him off the cuff. I know like, all these WWE guys who go to AEW like to be like, ah, no scripting. This is great. Like, you know, we can shoot from the hip type of thing. And it's like, yeah, sometimes like that doesn't work. That just sometimes like it ain't good when you're, when you're doing that sort of stuff. And I don't, it's not great with him. So, uh, eh, I, I don't want to go too far to be too hard on Adam Copeland. Nice guy. Loves his wife. I was thinking about it the other day. I was there in 2006, and this this just came up actually. It was like it was an anniversary of the the TLC match at Unforgiven versus John Cena and Edge. Uh, did Edge walk out with that one? No. Did Edge win? Yeah, he double 
There was a double AA through the. Okay, no, Cena must have won. Anyway, I was at the that story show. sucks, Joel. Well, no, I was thinking to myself. So I was at that show. That was also the debut of the new Hell in a Cell, the, the tall one. Uh, and then I was there for the Gargano return, which was also the Edge I Quit match versus Damian Priest. And then I was also there for Edge's last match. I've seen a lot of Edge in my time, like a lot of Edge moments. Sorry. Yeah, but you know, Edge's Edge's uh, Edge's on that list. He's on he's on that list with John Cena and, and Randy Orton, like we talked about before he moved over to AEW. So. I don't know. There, there's 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 opportunity there. They're trying to do the the Copeland and Christian story. Christian is still lapping Adam Copeland with promos and, and everything. He's right always now. been better. He's I'm glad people are really yeah. finally seeing this now that they are both in AEW together. I'm glad Christian is getting the flowers. He is always, always, always deserved because he's always been better than Edge. This goes back to conversations we've had before you take the the teams that were big at that time in 99 2000 you got the hardys the edge and christians the dudley boys you know edge and christian christian was i think christian was more the the brains the creative and edge was more the guy willing to do whatever and then you had the hardys where matt was more the brains and jeff was willing to do whatever and then the dudleys they were both equally ridiculous human beings so it all worked out and then spike came in and made it even worse so there you go but that was it. There's always one. It's not even about a Genetti HPK thing. It was just one person comes in with one set of skills. The other one complements with the other set. And together as a tag team, they work well, as long as they have their, their fingers in the same pie and then the same on the same button. So betrayal and for his comments. No, never. I'm not going to ban him. Uh, but, Either way, when when Christian Cage was like, it's a straight up fight, and I got the Black Bull Punk Combat Club banned from the building, and then Danielson was like, oh, I got your guys banned. I was like, oh, we're still, we're going to fight. It's going to be a straight up, like, DQ weird finish anyway. Or just like, no, it wasn't a DQ, but it was going to be a, a messy finish. And that's what we had. We had the uh, the Nitro Brawl to end it, and that was fine. But uh, there you go. That's why FTR and Ricky and Big Bill came out, was just to set up that these four men are going to get involved at the end, along with Edge, uh, Adam Copeland. So I mean, there you go. Match was great they, up until that point. They had the big brawl to close Wednesday. They have the big brawl to close Saturday. Like... We got something else besides these show closing brawls. We got no because it's war games coming up at the end of November. <laughs> uh I don't know. Like the, the show was fine. Um I, I I hated that that I missed the show for a lot of reasons. I'm glad that I did not miss a Brian Danielson title win. I would have felt a lot worse about things. Um it, like it was a fine Christian Danielson was great, as you would expect. Christian absolutely rules. Um, and, and Danielson's Danielson. Like, there's nothing you can't can't expect anything different from from Brian Danielson. That's the goat right there. Yeah, show closing brawl. I don't want to be too hard on Copeland. I don't. So I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to say too much more right now. It's just sort of it's diminishing returns with him. Like, I get it. He's gonna come out. He's gonna do a promo. It's gonna maybe make sense. The match is fine. It's just, eh. I don't need to see him on TV every week. And I know that's what he wants to do. So cool. But like, he ain't a compelling weekly character to me. He's just not. I get it. I do. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they do with it. Because 
with full gear coming up in about a month, we have to get to, I assume Copeland and Christian, or is it going to be the six man? What do we, what does it happen? What's, what are we going to do? TNT title off the market for that pay-per-view, which again, not, that's not uncommon. That's not a bad thing because sometimes when you put more emphasis on a different title, you can make the, you can make that title more valuable. TNT title on the rise has value right now. World title is also going to be on the line at full gear where it hasn't been since all in. So what's, what's the six man? Uh, Copeland. Oh, that's the thing, right? It would be Copeland. And who were the two people? Basically it's the end of Wrestle Sting and, Sting and Sting Darby. Darby. Yeah. Versus Wayne Luchasaurus and, and Christian. And then right, Luchasaurus well, turns. Well, I mean, you got Sting addressing the crowd on Wednesday. You got Nick Wayne doing a, the promo with his mom on Wednesday. Darby's got to come back at, at some point. Um, all right. So then what have we been doing on collision then? Are we going to do Danielson and FTR? against Ricky Big Bill and but but Young Bucks are owed a title match. So presumably that's going to be at full gear and I assume that we'll have another title change in the next month to lead to that Bucks and FDR. They got to they got to get Young Bucks in this picture somewhere cuz right now it's FTR stuff. Like Young Bucks won and they ain't been they ain't been like anywhere on on these shows lately kenny's at least got a match coming up this week against kyle fletcher um young bucks ain't really been around on these shows so we gotta we gotta figure that out get them on these shows um i don't want to say like it's disjointed but they're trying they're doing a lot right now they're doing a lot and this is before we get into the the mjf stuff and not even you know, we we did a big conversation on that on Friday. Remember the devil mask attack? Like, no, remember how hot that was? I don't remember. And MJF. No. That was a weird disconnect on on Wednesday. Of you don't have any friends, and MJF is like, I didn't hire people to attack you, but then they still believe someone. MJF still attacked them. So wouldn't MJF have friends if he had people like attack him? If, if he had people attack Jay White. There's a lot of lot of disconnects with AEW right now. A lot of n- lack of follow up or a lack of threads that there should be there. I fully agree. It's one of the most frustrating things. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit about more of that when we get through Collision. But uh, Will Chisholm sends a super chat saying, "I'm not saying it's bad or good, but it feels like AEW is doing more WWE stuff, like opening with one guy coming out and then af- one after another. And that's that's what I like to call the NXT Parade of Challengers." where the champion has a big win or a new champion emerges. They come out, they cut a promo thanking the crowd, and then one by one, the challenge is like, you don't deserve that title. You don't deserve this, and I want a shot. And then once one by one, they come out until we get a fatal five-way. We don't necessarily get to the fatal five-way part, but we certainly get the one-by-one interrupting promo, and that is a very WWE trope. And AEW is, they do it a lot on collision, but they aren't doing it a lot on dynamite. Instead, we get a lot of, a lot of ending the show brawls these days with uh, with AEW. Yeah, usually they reserve that for like go home shows on pay per view, and that was the running bit. Now you're just doing it like you're just doing it every show. That doesn't help. Uh, I, I like AEW. I wish they tightened some some things up on this stuff. Less Adam Copeland is the first thing they should tighten up. They did walk back the. <laughs> the uh the quarters so they walked back there they gave 
They gave him a ring. They gave Juice Robinson a ring, a $25 Target diamond ring, so your friend Diamond Sheik didn't have to make another one. Uh, <laughs> should ask Sheik about that. You should actually. But I, so I had it in my notes when he pulled it out. I was like, we got to ask Sheik, did he make the best? Jeremy's got to ask, did he make the, the ring? And then Juice was like $25 Target, cubic zirconium, or whatever he said, because he didn't say cubic zirconium. He said something completely wrong, and I was like, the What? Whatever it's made from, it's not right. Anyway, um, they walked back the quarters. They showed the MJF at uh, the Stand Up to Hate conference, uh, him speaking to Robert Kraft, which they probably should have put subtitles on Robert Kraft's speech, but that's notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're trying. Yeah, pubic zircon. Oh, God. Pubic zircodium. That's made out of pubic hair? Made out of pubic hair. Made out of dongs, Jeremy. That doesn't seem good. Doesn't seem good at all. That's that's a just... ring made out of pubic hair. Would you wear that ring, John no. Pearl? No, I would not. Emphatically, no. I would not. Would you? Why are you thinking no. about it? <laughs> if it's made out of your significant other's pubic hair, would you wear this ring? Leave it in the chats. Leave it in the chat. Would you wear a ring made out of your significant other's pubic hair? <laughs> so much. This is an engagement. This is problematic. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So they're walking. They're walking it back. I'm glad that they're trying to walk it back. Um, but we'll we'll see where. It goes. Okay, but is that good? Is that good that they're trying to walk? Well, if they're gonna do all this, and then they're doing all this, you know, it led to the discussion that it led to. And then they're not going to. <laughs> Would love to time out, Jeremy, if I could. I Remorse could... for mad because I tried to get him banned. That's true, he did. <laughs> He's oh bitter God. right now. Is it? Is it good that like they're trying to walk it back after doing it? Like MJF said that you know, have faith in me, trust me. I'm going to tell this story. And if the, the story is just like, hey, never mind, we're not going to do it. Here's MJF at a stand-up to Jewish hate conference. Like, is, is that good? You're right. I'm still concerned. I'm glad that they walked it back because of the obvious. The hitting you over the head with it. No pun intended. Um, because of roll cores and hitting over the head. But instead... At least they do the ring because Juice is part of the Dynamite Dozen. They made it work at least in the confines of what they're the story they're trying to tell. Do I think they're going to reintroduce the quarters? Unfortunately, yes, I do. Uh, that being said, oh, at least they didn't double up on it this week. I don't know how much more play that video is going to get of MJF going to the Stand Up for Jewish Hate conference and the the. Again, if you just if you just took out what the hell's going on in the world, this wouldn't be nearly as problematic as it is. That's the big problem. Like again, the story is there, the idea is there, the execution could be there, but you've picked literally the worst time in the world, or maybe Max would argue the best time because all eyes are on what's going on with Jews. I'm not speaking for Max and I'm not saying whether that's how he feels or whatever. I'm just saying I could see a world where someone would say, no, look what's going on. Like people would want to talk about it. Well, no, they don't because that's my feeling. I don't know. I'm not going there. 
this time that the way things are going right now, I'm just glad that they walked it back because clearly it's not it's not a conversation that people are ready to have. It's not a storyline that should be uh, should be had. It's not a conversation wrestling fans should be having at least right now. It's a very 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 complicated thing. But the best they could do was do the ring and bring it back to the fact that there is a dynamite diamond ring dynamite dozen whatever the hell you want to call it battle royal this this wednesday and then a match versus max that whatever went coming up after that for the ring sure sure that's fine so yeah that's where i'm at by the way i'm i'm with you that like it it is good that they, they walked it back instead of we had this we had discussions about it last week everybody can go watch wednesday show watch friday show um so I do think it is it is good that they, they that they walked it back, but I'm almost playing devil's advocate of like, okay, if you're going to introduce it and you're going to say all these things, maybe there should be some type of follow through with it out instead of uh, uh we we screwed up let's let's uh let's not do this instead. You got Kai here on on uh, Twitch.tv slash Five Gaming. We're still there. MJF will probably use a roll of quarters as a payoff. Maybe I don't want to see that either. I think that's where a lot of people think it was going is that that would be the payoff is MJF hits him with quarters and that's how he he wins. But where is he going to get the quarters? Is he going to, is he going to produce a roll of quarters himself with Juice's name on it? Is he going to steal it from Juice's trunks when Juice pulls them out? Like there is no way that this would have been any better with Max turning the tables. Like, that doesn't make Max better. That doesn't make anybody better. Like if that's the eye for an eye, that just doesn't, it doesn't work. Well, that's, that's, this is literally what we talked about on Friday. Everybody is that wrestling ain't the medium for this because wrestling is wrestling. Like a, it is uh, the fans. I, somebody in our chat said it like the, the fans and just like wrestling media is not ready for this discussion. No, they're not. And we have history to to prove all of this. Not even history. We have what's going on now to prove all of this. Because MJF telling the story that he's told a bunch of times and then being the champion is proof you can overcome all of this. You don't need to literally introduce these elements and and then follow through with it. Be like, ah, see? See that he, he literally overcame all this no he literally overcame all of this when when this happened to him in real life and now he's the champion you don't need to go this far with it this this is a conversation go back and watch friday show i thought we were we had a very good conversation with that we've said a lot of things friday Um, wednesday we yeah we we did a lot about this yeah yeah i thought friday show was better than wednesdays yeah in some ways uh let's let's because uh zarian showed up on friday that's why yeah, that's why that show sucked. So you're right. So that was good. Uh, the, here, here's the, the just the prime example. I saw a lot of people praising this promo, the Los Ingobernables promo with Roosh in the Bentley with everyone, and they do the thing. Yeah, they do the fist. Don't maybe okay, whatever. Uh, at least your fist is closed. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. What 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 are you doing here, Joel? So they're driving around in a Bentley. Okay, that's fine. Talking about how they're ungovernable and all these amazing things that you have to be and all these badass things that you need to be to be a part of Los Ingobernables. But nobody wanted to point out the fact that they're driving around in this Bentley in an empty parking lot, <laughs> like pretending to be badasses. It's it just ah, come on. It's the little things, Jeremy. 
It is the little things that help and hinder wrestling. And this is one of those things. Yes, it's going to come off as a little nitpicky, but like, why are you driving around? And why are you making it known, by the way, that you're driving around an empty parking lot in this Bentley? Why did you show me the top-down shot where you're driving around an empty parking lot? Because it makes it look like you're not badasses. You look like you're taking daddy's car out for a stroll and pretending. Like it was a South Park. You could have animated them as South Park characters. That would have been triple the more like hilarious. Uh, it just it wasn't good. And people were like, oh, it's so good. I can't wait to see them. And I'm like, no, I, I can wait because they're clearly not sure what they're doing other than they're badasses in their daddy's Bentley. Yeah, everybody's getting. I do like AEW. I do. I swear. You're hypercritical, Joel. Incredibly nitpicky. Do you like AEW? Tell it to Roosh, Joel. Talk to Roosh and tell him why'd you drive your Bentley in an empty parking lot, huh? I would love to. I would also love to ask Dustin Rhodes, who thought it would be a good idea to be like, they say there's a storm coming. Well, Houston, we have a problem. I'm coming to Houston next Wednesday for done. Why? Are you doing these fucking cookie cutter promos? We can't sit here and talk about how good wrestling can be when the wrestlers themselves don't want wrestling to be better. MJF wants wrestling to be better. So why is all the use of for Latino wrestling? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's rules. <laughs> it's true. As a, <laughs> well, the irony being, by the way, that impact. Chris said I have a bit because it's very accurate where I say, um, so that this guy faced the luchador, you get two guesses as to who won and why it wasn't the luchador. Because Impact does not let their Latino talent win matches. It is the strangest thing. If Laredo Kid's in a match, he's not winning. If Black Taurus is in a match, he's not winning. Samurai Del Sol's about to face Mike Bailey on Thursday. Newsflash, he's not winning. That's just, And then they're going to do a, a Hispanic Heritage Month thing. Month thing at their tapings and like no one's gonna win they're gonna put a they're gonna do a three-on-three luchador match and you know who's gonna win probably big con running in with diener and clearing house because that's what impact does oh you can't expect wrestling to be better if wrestling's not being good at first okay but what if los and gobernables were driving a beamer <laughs> then it would still be their daddies what about a benz Okay, might be their sisters. But it was a Bentley. It was a Bentley. Beamer, Benz, or Bentley, Joel. Would that matter? Uh, is this a rap lyric? Yeah, there you go. You picked it up. It, it took a little it while. Was when but... you started, but I was trying to play at the bits. <laughs> thought you were going to start singing the song. That's, why. that's kind of that's kind of what I was doing. Beamer, Benz, or Bentley. Beamer, Benz, or Bentley. Yeah, Lloyd Banks. Not Sasha Banks. Lloyd Banks. Now you gotta do the dance. I don't. I remember how Sasha would do it. I used to do that. I was like, and <laughs> uh, she she did like twenty movements. My my body don't bend like that. Okay, I can't. I ain't got the curves for that. I ain't got the. I ain't got the hips. I got. I got none of that. I am Mayo White. Out anyway, here, okay. What do you th- what do you think about screaming spooky sky blue? Uh, I think that. Um, yeah, let's just talk about rap music. Everybody, everybody's on on this. Um, if we had someone to talk about it with this week, yes. If we had another, our interviews will probably be Wednesday and Friday this week. Okay. Alex Kane with his, his new school rap just broke my heart. He's naming people I've never heard of before. I'm like, huh? What are we? You just need to get up on this level. What are we? I guess so. I guess so. 
if you want to be part of Bomaye Fight Club, you have to listen to, me, to all the I new been, now, I've been Don King's going to take like uh, 80% of my money, so I don't want that. <laughs> oh, I'd love to get Westside Gun on. Are you kidding me? That'd be sweet. I would love to get him on. I'll, I'll reach out to him. Maybe we can do that. Um, all right, so, so Sky Blue, like... <sighs> She was super pure baby face, and now it's like, ah, let's turn spooky. And like, Thanks it worked. For, <laughs> it worked for Julia Hart. I maybe it'll work for Sky Blue, but like, I don't know. Can we just get like a good baby face in there? Can we just do that? Like, that'd be cool. I don't. Willow think Willow's barely used, anymore. and I don't think that she's yeah. turning. I think this is going to turn into Willow and Sky Blue, and possibly a non-title women's feud. Which would be nice to see because we don't see a lot of that in AW. Uh, so that, that's where I'm at. Yeah, let's talk about this. Oh, yeah, let's go. Santana. Go ahead, go ahead. You read it. Okay. I don't want the Santana RT segment on Rampage to go and recognize what y'all think. It's so good. And it's good because it's very real. We had Santana on our show, was that last week? Um, two, two weeks, weeks ago? ago. Two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, go back and watch that, everybody. That was a really good interview. Um, we, had, we had Santana on our show and he gave us what he was going to give us as far as the relationship with Ortiz. That's their story to tell. That's their personal issue. Uh, we're not, we, we had to ask, but he, he, he gave us plenty, honestly on it. Like you can, one, he said a lot of things Two, You can read between some lines on things, uh, but it is coming out on screen and it is very real and it is very raw. And they are telling that in a very great way. And I wish they would give more time to that on a show that is not, rampage because for the most part that's their least watched show um so i would like to see that maybe on collision or on a dynamite something like that but and i hope whatever uh whoever you know wins this feud i hope that this is not the end of them of like ah we did the one thing we know what to do with you and now we don't have anything else for you because this is a really good feud that should not go unrecognized and it should lead to good things for both men and not just like Hey, cool. We did the personal feud. Good luck <laughs> to these guys. Um, but it's a great story to tell. And it's a great story because, you know, it is a it is a personal thing between them two. And shout out to both of them for being professional and actually like working through it and being willing to to work. And they're probably getting out a lot of frustration on air that, you know, is I don't know if that's the healthiest form to do it. Uh, but they're they're probably getting a lot out on there and they're gonna get in the ring with each other at some point and they might get some more out on that and um probably a really good hard-hitting match on top of that and people are gonna be like oh man they take liberties with each other and probably not because they are very professional wrestlers who understand they got a job to do on this but yeah go watch that segment that was that was good good stuff and again that's some of the best stuff is when it is a little bit personal not you know it sucks that they're not uh they're not friendly as much anymore but it is very fun to watch these two kind of make their moment. And I do hope that they bring it out of just Rampage. I do hope that it becomes, and again, maybe they're actually pitching it that it should be a Rampage exclusive uh, show. Uh, sorry, a, a feud, because they want to get some spotlight for themselves in a way that's different from just Collision and Dynamite, where the paces are um, frenetic but different in, in their own presentation. Whereas with Rampage, you got the hour, you could, you could tell the story, and you could potentially use people like us to help others draw attention to rampage or even online. I, 
And hey, I'm totally with you on that. Jeff Valley Driver makes a good point of Rampage needs good feuds too. It's like a never uh, winning circle with that show. Complain it's meaningless, but also complain with good stuff is there because it needs to be on Dynamite or Collision. And maybe we've talked about that, you know, Dynamite can be very, the, the pace is what it is. And things get lost in the shuffle. You put this promo on Dynamite and it's like, oh, I don't remember that at all. Huh? That was segment what? was that after the the show winning brawl was that after this random attack was that after this title change and the same thing with um with collision which is slow which is more slowed down than dynamite not this week was a little, little the pace was a little different um but it, it's typically more slowed down so i agree with you on that i my thought with rampage is i kind of just want that to be like the good match show like you want to book like your dream matches and, and all this stuff like i think that's almost where you should just do it for rampage i want the important stuff on collision and and dynamite because that's what has the most viewers that's what's going to draw people in i don't think rampage is a sustainable drawing show week to week and i think if you just do your cool big matches on that show that's like oh look at this then because there's a lot of them to do then um i'd I'd be happy with rampage so no i'm not going to complain that it, it feels meaningless because it's on rampage or rampage is a meaningless show this is just basically how i would separate all of these shows i'd have my stories on dynamite they'd thread over onto collision and my stories on collision some of them thread over onto to dynamite i'd have rampage is like hey come watch some really cool wrestling matches even start like you you're starting the feud there which is good have maybe the first match there and then if you want to move it to a collision or rampage or a collision or, or dynamite then you could do it there it honestly this would be a great Battle of the Belts match if there was a belt involved. Uh, we have Battle of the Belts next week. So that's this week. Is it? The, oh, God, that's right. We're already a new week. It's Saturday, isn't it? It's, it's up against Impact because people are complaining. Like, why'd you book Battle of the Belts against Impact? They did that last Battle of the Belts. They were up against Impact. Yeah. Just, what's up, Tony? Answer that question. Yeah, Tony. Number one of the demo, except for this past Tuesday. Anyway, Battle of the Belts is like. That show annoys It's useless. It's useless. It is unimportant. It is unserious. It is non. That that's when you bring in Lance Archer to face Orange Cassidy in a meaningless international championship match. I do that. It's not even a bit. It's just facts. Of the titles never change on that show. There's been two title changes. Two balloons. Can we get the balloons? Two title changes. One was Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, and Sammy Guevara. I realize I said it three times. He showed up like Beetlejuice. Um, that's it. That's the only title change. He won the title from Scorpio Sky, and he won the interim title from Dustin. Those are the only two title changes we've ever had in the history of Battle of the Belts. That was like the first couple of shows. Every other, every other time, there's been no title change, and there's never even been like a threat of a title change like they book these matches and i'm like yeah these people ain't winning like i got i don't think no offense to like they billy starks this is what billy starks like wouldn't even sign yet like no offense billy starks she ain't beaten she ain't beaten jade at this moment no offense to whoever ftr is facing for the roh tag team titles ain't winning this match like it's it's a show that exists to do three title matches when you got when you do three title matches on every show anyway. So what are the three titles that are going to be on the line? Think, I think the AW World Women's Championship will be there. I think they'll do uh it'll be like Shida. Taya Valkyrie versus Sheeta. Uh and then 
what else? Do we do the international championship because Orange Cassidy has that belt again? Do we bring that back? Well, we already got the acclaimed, right? The acclaimed against 2.0 and Garcia is on this show. They booked oh, that. Is it Garcia or is it Hager? It's it's Garcia for sure. I'm fairly certain it's Garcia. Okay. So I know Hager's back in the fold. <laughs> Jake Hager is back, ladies and gentlemen. I know that's a big deal. But uh, yeah, so there's that. Okay. Bam, so bam. that's already booked. I don't feel like 2.0 and Garcia are winning that. Man, I want something for Daniel Garcia. That dude rules. Somebody told me he hasn't had a singles match since May. I'm willing to believe that. What are we doing? Have you looked that up? Because I'm, I'm about to. Uh, other than that, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, I'm sure an ROH championship will be on the line. Like, yeah, they got the ROH titles. They got the partnership with CMLL now. They'll throw on a CMLL title match. Rocky um, Romero is going to defend the MLW National Championship. He might. <laughs> he might. Like, we got New Japan titles. Eddie Kingston going to defend the New Japan Strong Belt. Like Shibata defending the Pier title. They got so many titles. So the last time Danny Garcia had a, it was a ring of honor He's where he's been doing his, his singles matches, but that was uh, July at death before his honor. That's still, yeah, that was, that was against uh, Shibata before that. His last dynamite singles match was Roddy strong in May. That's unfortunate, man. Yep. Danny Garcia rules. Like, and now I don't even think like it looked like he might do something with like Jericho and the Don Callis family, but like that seems a little out of the picture. Now he's just doing trio stuff with like 2.0, which was good. That's how he came into AEW, but it, it felt like he should have outgrown that after the Jer- who did the Jericho Appreciation Society serve besides Jericho? I was gonna say you asked this question. <laughs> it's funny because I, so. I don't know if you watched AEW this week. They had Anna J. And and RJ City like asked the question, and it's it, I think it was like half tongue in cheek. He's like, "Who who did the Jericho Appreciation Society like what? It was something about depreciation once she left." And I wanted to be like, "You're like a step from asking who did who did Jericho really get over in his own stable?" But they didn't go there. It was very close. Yeah, same thing with Inner Circle. It's just Jericho. Man, they they missed the boat on not putting those belts on Santana and Ortiz during the Inner Circle stuff. Completely missed the boat. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the Hey W with uh, with NJ is actually very funny. Go check it out. A lot of lot of butt talk. A lot of a lot of butt talk. RJ City is great. Should we message him see if he can be on the show? I don't work out stuff. Please do. Let's go. With the I'll throw you under the bus again. I'll say, hey, Joe, Joel wants to know. Joe. And then he, then he, yeah, he calls you Joe. And I was like, yeah, Jimmy. I I don't know what Jimmy's thinking. He'll berate <laughs> me for 15 minutes and not let me say a word. That's just the artist. Way. It is great. I legitimately like want him on the show. We'd have to go through the proper channel. Man, I think AEW kind of likes us. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, do they? Uh, they approved Santana. So that's like, true. But they just had to approve it. They didn't have to do anything about it yeah yeah you know we'll see we'll see i, I can try, yeah. try. let's try i might have i might have ruined our chances on saturday by not showing up to a collision no they did it to themselves it's fine you just tell them miro took you out because you had a conversation with cj perry about representation uh we had an interview with cj perry uh to drop in today on the main channel that's the sign of a professional. Jeremy knew what I was throwing up, and he tossed it down. Thank you. Uh, I threw up yeah, the alley-oop. 
Yes, I got you. J.K. Schwal sent us a super chat earlier saying, catching up on the start. Appreciate you both for talking about the tougher times and tougher things in life. Keep up the great work. Hope everything goes well. Thank you so much, J.K. We do appreciate you, and we appreciate your kind words. We're, we're if nothing else, we are honest. Jake, I'm very scared about your bucks this year. And by scared, I mean I, th- I think they're going to do really well. Uh, and I hope I hope they do well for you, buddy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch that team this year. Where shall we go next? Shall we talk about the professional SmackDown? Why was it professional? It was the season premiere of SmackDown. Okay. Why does that make it professional? Well, because Roman Reigns came to work. Fair. Roman <laughs> Reigns rules. <laughs> like, he's so good. He's so captivating. You know what I mean? Like, he, and maybe it's because he doesn't show up every single week. That like when he's actually on screen, it's like, oh, I got to pay attention to what this guy says. You know what pops me the most about Roman Reigns? His Apple Watch. It just wears this Apple Watch. Like it's Roman Reigns, the big dog of the WWE, the 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 highest man in the building. Not that guy, but like the highest man in the building. Oh. And he's just wearing this Apple Watch. Like it just pops me so much that this is what... He has on when, you know, you used to like the rock and his thousand dollar watches or million, whatever, how much ever we paid for his watches and stuff. I just get popped by his Apple watch. I don't know why. That's just a me thing. He's got like, he's got the Hermes like band and everything. It's okay. He knows, but also he's, he's actually got like the Nike sport. band. What am I saying? The dude just, the, the thing is he's wearing the Apple watch because he needs to have his resting heart rate rate stay at a certain amount because he's otherwise gotta, the watch will buzz at him and he'll be like, all right, I got to calm down now. He's got to keep that thing on in case Paul calls. Yeah, Paul Heyman's calling him like every damn time. So he's always got to have his watch on. Uh, and his Apple is expensive. Has anyone ever used their Apple watch to pick up the call? Because I mean, I've done it once as like a thing when I first got the watch and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I just never used that again. That feature. Yeah, same. I would do it like if I was in like the shower and it went off. I like, ah, oh, hey, I'm in the shower. And you wear? Wait a minute. You wear your watch in the shower? Yeah, I like always try to wear my watch. I don't. I don't. Do you wear it when you sleep? Most of the time, in case like I get a, a phone call, I usually charge it. Honestly, I charge it mostly throughout the day because I'm at my computer. And my phone's right beside. It's like I'm not wearing it right now, as people can see. Um, but I usually have it when. All right, I charge it when uh, I'm at the computer and my phone's next to me because then typically any type of information I need from my watch, I can get from my computer screen or my phone. But if I go out or I sleep in case like there's an important phone call in the middle of the night um, or if I'm in like the shower or whatever, yeah, I typically have my watch on. That's interesting because I, I, I wear mine at night maybe once every like I wear it every other night because I charge it at night. That's so weird. I just don't think about that. I don't wear it in the shower because, first of all, I have a, a non-Apple band. Like, it's a leather band. So Coward. if I wore it, we would have problems. I would need to buy a new band. Well, no, because the silicone one that came with my watch gave me a rash. Like, it, not a rash, but like it, it made my skin really uncomfortable. So I stopped wearing it. Uh, this is riveting content. I know. Thank you. This is our morning show. We divert like this. But I'm just, I'm curious. Anyway, you think Roman Reigns wears that, that watch in the shower? 100%. Yeah, he definitely hundred percent. Yeah, you know, he and does. Paul could call at any time, so that he could press the ignore button. Yeah. <laughs> Bless Paul Heyman for coming out with his hair dyed back to normal. <laughs> Suddenly, no the longer. Tribal chief is back. 
That's right. He no longer fears for his life. He's no longer disheveled Paul Heyman, who's scared of running the empire into the ground. He knows the travel chief has returned, so he's happy. Uh, yeah, you know what? The episode was fine. It wasn't amazing, but it had its moments. We introduced LA Knight as the number one contender. Yeah. Uh, so we're very much on the right side of history there. Uh, are you looking forward to LA Knight winning the US Championship from Logan Paul in a few months? Well, it's going to be LA, LA Knight beat Solo Sokoa, which is the first step, or I guess the last step into losing to Roman Reigns. So yes. that's set up. Um, oh, I guess technically you're supposed to win the tag titles after you are yeah, defeated tag by titles. Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna break the stigma because uh, Logan Paul is gonna go after Rey Mysterio for the US. Did you watch that fight? Did you watch Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis? <laughs> no, I have. Why? I, I was not gonna watch either of those fights. No. Why not? No. 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 It's Dylan like Dennis. He's still like this the whole time. Oh, he right? was doing the Danny Garcia dance. Wasn't yeah. He? I mean, he would have been better off like doing the Danny Garcia. I feel like he would have put more of a scare into Logan if he did the Danny Garcia. Because just going like this, he should have gone full Caleb Starnes. This is a reference nobody get. Just go like that. Just trying to trying to fight like that. That's a uh, Caleb Starnes against Nate Corey. I think did that. Caleb Starnes just kept like running and running around and fighting away, and Nate Corey just went full like, "Hey, come fight me" type of thing, and it just wasn't happening. Remember when we used to do watch-alongs for these freak show fights on Fightful? Yeah, yeah, we were trying to get the viewership up and stuff. Now they happen every week that you just can't do it because, like, otherwise you would literally be doing this every single week. That fight sucked. Like, I don't know what people are expecting. Dylan Dennis is a clown, dude. Like, complete clown. Logan Paul, like, I don't know if he's good. Um, Joel doesn't have an air. I don't. <laughs> I just I had other things to do that included not watching these fights. I don't I don't know if like Logan Paul is an actual good boxer because he he went however many rounds with Floyd, but Floyd was just clearly sparring session with him. And like Dylan Dennis legit sucks. So I don't know if he's good, but dude's definitely an athlete. They talked about that a lot about his uh his WWE career and everything. And then he wins and he's like, Ray Mysterio, I'm coming after that US title. Like, dude, he knew what he was doing. I got to respect it. Logan Paul's good at this. He's very good. He knew that a lot of people were on, were, were watching that show. He knew that a lot of people were paying attention. And he's like, I'm going to, I don't know if WWE gave him that mandate or whatever. Nick sure called him. Yeah. Nick called him in the morning and was like, Logan, buddy, big fight tonight. Going to win? Yeah, you're going to win because you're number one. Big dick Logan Paul. Ah! <laughs> By the way, tell him about Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title in Saudi Arabia. But that's smart. Like, that that's good it? business by WWE. That's good business by Logan Paul. Like, Ray was tweeting it about it. So that's that's full-on good good business by all parties. So I got, I got no choice but to respect it. I respect it. I think it's fantastic the way they're coming about it. Do not get me wrong. I said I'm not looking forward to Logan Paul being U.S. champion. I'm not. And Why? Then, because I'm a hater. It's not even. It, this is funny because I'll actually I'll read this. Uh, I'll read this to you. I, I put it out. I was like, oh my god, U.S. champion Logan Paul. I don't want this or something like that. And um, there we go. Nairn, Nairn Flanders, who's been on our show, was like, I'll take him over a Ray Santos feud. And I said, I'd rather Santos take the title immediately and spare us. She thought that I was saying that I didn't like Logan Paul. And no, I very much enjoy what Logan Paul has been doing. I think it's really good stuff. And I said, 
I'd rather see Santos Escobar get the rub of winning the U.S. championship, knowing that, you know, he's going to be around, knowing that it's going to be a uh, a good match and a good story that's been building. Logan Paul came and, and basically called a shot, and now he's going to get the title shot. That's it. That's the way it is. I don't love it, but that's, yeah, that's how it is. What if Ray beats him, Paul? Uh, then you could do that. Would Santos turn on on uh, Ray after the match? No, then you just go Santos Ray. Do respect them. Oh, you're you're roboting out for a second. So I'm gonna okay. let you. I'm gonna let you come back to me, and then you can repeat what you were just saying. Are you back now? I don't know. Nah, it's a little robotic. It's okay. Clearly not. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm going to keep going. You're going to, I'm going to read this music and moose salts. This is from Chris said, Jeremy ruined a good bit by being a coward. I'm kidding. He says, uh, I had my point God shirt under my wings, Jersey to unveil during a photo. Op. That would have been fantastic. Please do that next time, regardless of what you're doing. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let Jeremy do that with, with Chris next time they hang out. But either way, um, Kate, you're not the 69th viewer. You were just here physically. And Jeremy is good. back. Good. Weird. Fine. Everything. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. All right. Um, Did you see the, the, the stuff from Chris? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I feel bad that I, I did not show up, Chris, please don't make me feel worse. No, but that would have been a great bit. <laughs> it would have, it would have. Yeah. Again, I, I feel awful that I missed the show for, for a lot of reasons. So yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to, to meet Chris. Fair. Just saying. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so you heard my thoughts on the uh, on the Ray and the Santos stuff and the U.S. championship, right? Like, yeah, and I, I was yeah. saying, what if Ray wins? And then then you go back and you keep doing Ray and Santos. I don't think Santos has to turn. And then you just do the respect thing that you were doing. Yeah, I get it. I just, I'm... Hmm. What if Santos beats Logan? What if Logan beats Ray and Santos beats Logan? And, and that's kind of where you could do it. But also, you can't have L.A. Knight's yeah not eventually carry a title you know you, you do that match at well, i don't know it just it just feels like it feels like la Knight at one point is going to be one of those guys uh and it would be nice to have maybe la Knight carry a title into wrestlemania or win one so a spotlight feud against logan paul it works on a you know people talking about you level on a storyline level i'm just you got to get me there first with 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 the la Knight and logan paul but we're not even there yet. We're, we're no, we got to get to the, the Rey Mysterio stuff first. I mean, the way you get to LA Knight and Logan Paul is LA Knight comes out after Logan Paul wins the title. And it's like, yeah, give me the belt. Yeah. And Logan Paul's like, you suck. And then they fight. All right. That works. I also or you something. just have, you have LA Knight on impulsive. That's how they set up all these other feuds. I'm still waiting for them to do that properly because they haven't yet used impulsive as like the drop for that. Someone beat up someone on impulsive. Uh, and, and I see Jeff Valley driver saying, I'd rather Dom be us champ. I've been saying what I wanted was when they, uh, you know, a big match in Mexico, they do Dominic and Ray and they do hair versus career or her hair versus mask. And like, cause Dom's still growing out that mullet. You know that he's growing it out for a reason. And they're not going to unmask Rey Mysterio. The I, reason is he served hard time in prison, Joel. No, and that's no, a reminder. Stop it. No, I think we're... That's the reason. I think we'll, we will get to a, a a hair match for Dom that he loses. The The reason is he was the biggest dog in, in the prison yard. 
And that is his reminder that mullet, along with those tats that he got. He did get a lot of stews lately. There, there is no other reason than that. Mm, fair. Mm, God damn. He's not around anymore. Yeah. Do we have to change our show graphic intro? Because, uh, he's no longer in the weeds. Then I have to talk to Tim and I just don't want to talk to Tim. Hey, look at this. Look at Will Chisholm. That's a super chat. Like perfectly, uh, (laughs) y'all are behind us. So this is great. Will Chisholm says, we're going to talk about the Vince McMahon getting played by TKO and getting thrown out of the bus. LOL. I do love how WWE fans popping for Jade when she shows up. That was cool. By the way, the Jade and uh, Charlotte face to face. I like that. They're starting to bring Jade. I like that. Okay. The, the way that they brought Jade in has been really interesting because it's like, here is Jade Cargill outside WWE when we announced her signing. Here is Jade Cargill literally walking into WWE events for one week. She's not in the arena. She's not in the crowd. She's not seeing any wrestlers. She's only seeing authority week one. Week two, now she's starting to meet other wrestlers. Now she's going to start interacting with other wrestlers. That I like. I think it's a really cool and different way of just kind of interacting and, and bringing in someone that you're touting as a big star. What did you think? Yeah, I like that. And then you put her up against Charlotte because Charlotte is, for all intents and purposes, the biggest star that they they have in the women's division. I, I don't – I think it's Becky, by the way, but they put Charlotte on a different pedestal. That's just how it goes. Um, so, yeah, you immediately – the first female she runs into is Charlotte. That presents as a big deal. And not only is the first – that's the first female she runs into. She is face to face with Charlotte. Charlotte ain't looking down on her. Like, all right, what are we doing here? Like she is as physically imposing as Charlotte is that. And Triple H is sliding in. He's doing the, uh, he's doing the, the announcer bit. He's shorter than both of them. Like when did Triple H shrink on that thing? Well, no, it's naturally known that over time you do shrink. The mm. human body does, you know. My my grandmother was not always true. I mean, that's uh, that is true. So Triple H is shrinking before our eyes. That's unfortunate for him. The incredible shrinking H. Yeah, not just reserved for the bedroom. But it's Jesus. Um, but it is presenting Jade as a big deal. It is hilarious. Of like they've making her such a big deal. Oh my god! It's like, yeah, dude, they did this in AEW too. Like just because it happened in front of no crowd doesn't mean it wasn't a big deal when she cut off Cody Rhodes. They kind of undermined it a little bit when uh, Brandy, Brandy comes out like, who told you it was open mic night, bitch? Um, well, look, she cut off Cody Rhodes in her first promo. She teamed with Shaq in her first match. They did not be like, Jade Cargill, who is this? And then they gave her a year-long plus undefeated streak in the title. Like They presented her as a big deal. I understand, and this is the what we talked about when it came to her signing with WWE, there is a different level of hype when it comes to WWE. The machine in WWE is much bigger than the machine at AEW. So everything that Jade does now feels bigger than it did at AEW. But let's not act like AEW do not try with some of this. It's just, they are the second company. You know, who's driving Jade to all of these events? Shaq. It's absolutely Shaq. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be one day she's going to get out of the car and she's going to be like, I brought my, I brought my security team. And it's just, he's like, I got to go park the car. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I don't think they're going to beat up. They're going to have Jade eat a pin from Charlotte. I think Jade is eventually. You got to, you got to. You got to bow down. Adversity. 
Adversity, Joel. Stop it. You got to have the adversity right off the bat. That's true. The other comments made by Will in that super chat were about the TKO and Vince McMahon stuff. So do we have to change anything on our on our show? Nah. <laughs> I mean, we what, could. What like Aria Manuel in there. <laughs> that would be funny. He's getting in the weeds right now. I should get Tim to, to do like an animation of Ari Emanuel driving a bus and then Vince McMahon <laughs> driving under That'd be it. good. Oh, can he do that? Of course he ask can. Him. All right. Yeah. Ask him if he can do that. This driving a bus through like the grass and like Vince is just like run over by it. That'd be great. I, and then I have to give, I had to explain to Tim what's going on at that point. Cause Tim is kind of like, he's doing other stuff right now. So he's not as like involved in wrestling. Uh, I just told him that we don't have to go to Greektown Wrestling this coming week because Conan is the special guest and they just announced that wrestling on the show is Mike Santana. And I'm like, well, we just interviewed Santana and I don't think we really want to do an interview with Conan. So why? Interview Conan and the first question you ask him is, do you watch our podcast? <laughs> I, I thought about that. It's actually in my, it's in my Google Keep of interview notes. It just says, Conan, do you watch my podcast? <laughs> And that's it. Just 30 seconds of that. That's it. Don't ask him anything else. Just that's like, it. do you watch our podcast? And then I'll just pull out my phone and then I'll just DM it to him too. I'll be like, all right, yeah. I'm going to DM it to you just to, just so you know to watch my podcast. We call it keeping it in the weeds. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. That works too well. That does. And then, then you could just say, you can, you can show him our intro. They would think of our intro. Be like, he needs a little Max Moon. Be like, everything needs a little Max Moon. <laughs> Charles. Anyway, I doubt we're going to go to Greek Town, but either way, I love, by the way, shout out to MD Views in the chat and very clearly like a solid three minutes behind us. That's fine. It's very fun. Uh, and Mike from Indeed, who's who's on Indeed on, on the channel, was at Greek Town in Hamilton and said they had a good time. So, so saw Homicide sing happy birthday to a six-year-old. Was it Steven? Was, was, it, uh, was it a boy, Mike? There's a guy named Steven who's been at like all these wrestling shows. He, uh, he had brain cancer, had operations. He's had like all these big wrestling shows. Uh, he, he's well known like to, to wrestling fans in, in Toronto. He was at the AEW shows in, in Toronto as well. So people know who he is. Just go. tell Tim to make this new intro. Don't explain anything to him. He doesn't need to know. Just be like, hey, here's what we need. Tim's going to be like, okay, sure, whatever. Oh, Tim will ask, but he'll be like, what the hell happened? And I'll just yeah. be like, here's my select login. Go ahead catch up and be like oh god no <laughs> but yeah i'll talk to him about redoing the intro now that things have changed oh god so yeah there you go what do you think i mean he, he's out for now you think that uh, vince is gonna find a way back in somehow i think he's gonna try but <clears throat> ari Emanuel's a powerful man clearly more powerful events and i do think it's hilarious that when this was sold, Vince sold it because it's like, oh, he's going to let me stay in charge. And then Ari looked at everything and is like, you ain't really necessary here. <laughs> like, never mind. You know what? Creator has been going well. All the numbers and metrics are up and everything. I think if Vince can sell him on the stocks down, then, you know, that's because of me. That's because, like, I'm not sure in here. Like I need to be back and then everything will go up. That's I think that's Vince's play here is the, the stock price stuff and Vince selling that like, well, it's down because there's no assurances about me staying because my stock could be out of uh, my stock can be sold immediately instead of that hold period. Cause that's what Ari referenced as one of the reasons why the stock 
was down is because Vince can immediately get out instead of there being the typical this is what Jimmy Van explained to me. Uh, whenever there's like a, a merger of this uh, magnitude that typically for like executives, there's like a big old stock hold for like a, however long six months or whatever that like these big wigs cannot immediately sell their stock because of, of this merger. Cause everyone expects that the merger is going to increase the stock. Um, and Vince can immediately get out. So that's, I think that's the only way that you can like sell Ari on this. I'm sure there's other ways. These, these people, they're, they're the worst people in the world. They, they have all these different ideas of how they can get around all this stuff. Uh, so, yeah. God damn it. Have you met my friend, Phil? He's a punk. I think you should bring him in. Going to take it down. He's going to do the NWO 2002. Oh. I'm going to destroy my creation. And he's going to turn his, it's not going to say TKO. It's going to say NWO. It's going to say CM Punk. It's going to say CM Punk. Eh. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? Uh, either way. I want Punk back in WWE. I'm not going to lie. Do, is it because you want to see him fight and have good storylines? Or is it because you want to see if something happens? I want to see if chaos. Just... I, don't think, I don't think it will. All right, then that's fine too. Like if there is no chaos, then okay. I'll be, I'll just be disappointed if there's no chaos. I just want to see the reactions and stuff. It's going to be chaos even if like he doesn't cause any chaos. It's going to just be chaos. He can just do something on screen. Joel, you see how these people are acting? Undertaker took the, the stupid little square off the microphone. Is that a CM Punk reference? Every CM Punk reference. Yeah, you and I on this show is a CM Punk reference. It's complete chaos. Like no matter what, he appears on screen and speaks, and people are gonna feel and react how they react. Like it's gonna be chaos regardless. So even if technically nothing happens, something's going to happen. Yeah, it's work for me, but like everything's already work for me. At least this work is hilarious to me. Listen, all I'm gonna say is that you see a lot of CM Punk truthers, but you don't see any Alberto Del Rio truthers. Yeah, because that dude sucks <laughs> on a different level. <laughs> CM just, Punk is CM Punk is causing like wrestling chaos and stuff. And look, the, the stuff he with piece of shit. <laughs> the executives wasn't good at all, but you know, uh, masculinity and the, everyone was fired up and whatnot. But yeah, Alberto Del Rio is on a different level of being an asshole. So if you're Alberto Del Rio truther, then please leave. They should have Orton not come out to Cult of Personality. Have him come out to this fire burns like he did way back that one time before they gave it to Punk. That's how you get the people talking. They should. They should uh, have Orton come out to Cult of Personality. They'd be hilarious. They should do the Paul Heyman troll again. They should do that. My name is Old Man Heyman. Uh, yeah. Nick Aldis is finally on screen. What's how this? Dis- how disappointed were you when the first words out of his mouth weren't, "What's all this happening on SmackDown?" <laughs> Listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Jimmy Jacobs and Nick Aldis were the perfect team. In that, no one ever said, "What's all this?" Then <laughs> that's all I wanted. And no, he didn't do it. I didn't think he was going to. Uh, he did sing "Dom." That was fun. I'm a big fan of your dad. <laughs> I wanted him to be like, got him. That was good. That was good. That was yeah. a good line. Nick Aldis made the most out of this um, <clears throat> short little segment he had. I hope, 
I hope like I don't care about the GM stuff if they're just basically Adam Pierce is still going to be Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis is going to be not Adam Pierce and they they still have no like they have influence on the show obviously but like it's sort of just an authority figure role with no real meaning like the Jey Uso trade actually completing that was nice I want to see like actual competition and actual like brand separation between why was dom on smackdown he had a smackdown dude he was drafted to raw does the nxt title give him like just carte blanche to show up on smackdown that's exactly it if you have an nxt title you're allowed anywhere the nxt the other nxt wrestlers don't know this so just don't tell them okay well carmelo has shown up on raw and smackdown he lost the balor on raw he was on that one smackdown where they were in orlando because like every nxt talent was on that smackdown just as cameo appearances but I want like actual ground rules with these GMs. I want like, you know, I want Adam Pierce to be mad that Dominic just showed up on SmackDown and be like, I, I want a SmackDown person to show up on Raw tonight. And Adam Pierce being like, yeah, because we loaned them Dominic. Now we got this person. I want explanations for this stuff of more than is- just. Oh, no, what? never mind. I was going to no, I was about to say because the Judgment Day are the tag champions, but they're not. You're right. No. I want explanations that's just more than. I want I want GM roles as more than just like hey let me make this match hey let me add this stipulation like actually have a purpose as the the, the GM out here for for doing like trades for doing reasons that somebody shows up on a show like I want that kind of stuff. P.S. Uh, I don't know which one of us called it, but I definitely said KO was going to be the trade. I think you said I was very high on the Miz because this was two months ago when this trade was announced and I thought they would do it immediately. They lost leverage. You know, I they lost leverage on this because th- this is good GMing. This is a good piece of business GMing wise by, by Nick Aldis because Adam Pierce, he overplayed things as the Raw GM. He got Jey Uso and he's trying to make this deal with, actually it's bad business by, by Nick Aldis. I'm sorry. Um, it's terrible business. But he, he overplayed this because like, oh, we got Jey Uso, but we also have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. But now Jay can appear on SmackDown. So if you're raw, it's like, well, you already got Jey Uso back in some ways. So now we don't need to give you as much because you still have Jay just show. And you got Cody showing up anytime they want on SmackDown. So we got to give you less on this. But but good job by Nick Aldis still getting KO in that trade. That's, that's good work by him. That's still a top level star coming to uh, SmackDown. I feel like once Cody wins that inter- that international, wow, that universal championship, I feel like that's going to be when we see Nick Aldis break out and stop being the GM. You I- think Nick Aldis is going to stick around GMing until WrestleMania 50? That's insane. Yes. The man's playing the long game. If there's one thing that Nick Aldis does, he likes long-term storytelling. So I don't he- think so. I don't. I don't think, like, let's say Cody wins at WrestleMania 40. I don't think all this is doing if he gets in the ring. I don't think it's an immediate thing of like, Hey, let me challenge for this title. Now I don't feel they, I don't think they see all this like that because if they did, they just bring him in as a wrestler. Like they wouldn't. Yeah, so <laughs> like if they, if they, if they saw him in that way, they just bring him in as a wrestler. Like he's an authority figure for, for a reason. I know what you're popping at. I'm tired, man. I'm tired, and it's funny. <laughs> Louis great. He's so much better than you. Does he want to host this show with me? 
Are you okay, Joel? I had Joel is choking on all this something right now. <laughs> exactly. I was joking on all this. Anyway, that was good timing. I wouldn't be surprised to see all this challenge for the title down the line. Uh, maybe not the first opponent, but I could see it as as a build because I feel like all this is only 36. Like he's he's yeah. my age. He's not going to be doing this very long as like just an on-screen performer. I feel like he will go into wrestling. I like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're going to see him do the wrestling uh, sooner than later. I think he will at some point be a performer as well. I don't think it's going to be because then he's the GM for like six months. I feel like they have a, I don't know if they have a long-term plan with any of this stuff, but I don't think it's, Hey, let's make you the GM for six months and then we'll make you an active performer. Again, I think if they wanted to make him an active performer, they would have just done that. But at the same time, yeah, that's true. I'm just thinking to myself, they introduced him. People were by and large unaware of who he was, of who Nick. Yeah, what a cold introduction, by the like, way. I mean, they're not going to give him like music and fanfare and have him come down the ramp. They should have. They should have. But he, but he's the GM. Like he's he's an on-screen authority character. He shouldn't be put above the wrestlers. And also, you were bringing out Ko. Ko was the big reveal out of all this. Uh, out of all this. So instead, they had him introduce nick aldis the triple h nick you know say nick aldis say nice things and then uh have nick aldis speak and speak well and eloquently because if you're a brit you and you look like rockstar spud then you are the new general manager of a smackdown related brand not named 205 so he then introduces ko and that's the big one because ko gets the music and everything uh now we have to deal with what the cody influence was because cody set the shit in motion he Y'all are making my guy Cody out to be the bad person here. Well, and that's I don't not what like I'm it. getting at, but you will have to tell this the, the story of like you got Jay on the other show and you broke up Sammy and KO, who are best friends, quote unquote. Why did why is this Cody's fault that Kevin Owens was part of the trade? Do we know that Cody was the person who was like, hey, take take Kevin Owens? That's, that's not the, Cody's fault. We don't, but now the story is going to potentially become everybody hates Cody. When in reality, everybody loves Cody. Cody's gonna allegations, allegations, yes, allegations against Cody Rhodes. But in the same way that Cody had to come around to Jay, now people are gonna have to trust Cody again because this is a bit of a a political power play in the eyes of some. No, this was not Cody's fault. This is not Cody saying take Kevin Owens. They could have been, traded anybody else. Why didn't they trade Finn Balor? Why didn't they trade da- Damian Priest? Why is Gunther? Cody didn't say, "Hey, take Cody Ro- or take Kevin Owens." It's not his fault. That's the Raw GM now. Adam Pierce, blame Adam Pierce. Okay, Look, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm excited. I'm excited here because at least it added a wrinkle to a story. You had the this the show off between or the show down between Reigns and Rhodes after the tag match. There's something Man, building. Everyone was hot about that too. Why? What were they like? Bad hot or like? No, no, no like hot. Like they were like, oh, oh shit, okay. here we go, Cody and, and Roman, and that's good. I like yes. that they got to tease me on that, and they got a good, good tease out of that. They're not going to hop right into it, but they certainly got you like, oh, we're we're going to come back around. Roman's going to take like another three months off. That's fine, but then we're going to come back around. So this this was really good. We're starting a new chapter, the bottom of the whatever, and uh, this is nice. This was a good a good reintroduction to that storyline, in my opinion. 
Can I just say that Jimmy Uso sucks as the quarterback? Eat. Don't like that. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Roman, those backstage segments are hilarious to me. I saw somebody pointing out of Roman's acting. It's like, it's not good. That's kind of like the charm almost is that everyone is like, Emmy, Emmy, cinema, cinema. It's like, it's fine for wrestling acting. Like, I don't need these like great acting when it comes to, to wrestlers. Like, I don't want that. I'll watch I'll watch a legitimate Scorsese movie if I want to watch that. I like just wrestlers doing this kind of stuff. It's hilarious to me. That's what I like about Roman. The presence is enough for me. The presence is absolutely enough for me of, of just him just being like, the quarterback, you're on the plays. You trying to, you trying to be me? Out here, what play you want? Hot route. You got to check to a hot route here. Jimmy sucks as the quarterback. Russell Wilson ass quarterback out here throwing for under 100 yards, bunch of interceptions. Let Jimmy cook. Jimmy cooking up cereal and burning that shit. <laughs> Damn. That was a good line, actually. I'll give you that. Uh, and then LA Knight beats the Los because that's what you do. LA Knight going to go to Saudi Arabia, get that, get that money, get that L, and hopefully look good on it. Yeah, LA Knight. No, nah, I was gonna. I did like that segment though with LA Knight coming out, got the big pop, confronting Roman. There's of course that big, that great shot of the sunglasses and Roman. Memeable moments, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's good stuff. Um, that that's that's good stuff with LA Knight. They, they SmackDown was it felt very hot on Friday, and I don't think it's coincidence that Roman was back, and a lot of things felt very hot. It's been the Roman Reigns show. And when he shows up, things feel like a bigger deal. And the what we talked about before is like you gotta maintain that when Roman Reigns is not there. And I think with Cena being back, they they did pretty well with it. But when Roman Reigns is there, it feels like a bigger deal. It feels like a bigger show. Yeah, I agree. And it's nice to see Roman back. And that's kind of like I wonder if you had Roman every week, would we be feeling this way? Probably not, because no, that, because that's that's what AEW's doing with Adam Copeland. Like Adam Copeland's there. It's like, all right, cool. He's there every single week. Why do I care? Do you think he's going to break the uh, the Bruno number? I hope so. I hope he sets a whole new ass number. I don't want Roman ever losing these titles. I think it's hilarious at this point. Because I agree with a lot of people of saying like these stories don't need the belt. Yeah. Especially like the J story. They made it all about the lay on that. That didn't have shit to do with that title belt. They made it all about the, what, what's it called? Ulafala. The Ulafala. They made it all about that. Like, it didn't have anything to do with those belts. A lot of these stories don't need these belts. But now I think it's just funny that he has the belts and that he's just carrying on. And I hope he never loses them. I told you, I hope he loses them by just being like, you know what? I broke all the records. Hulk Hogan record, smashed it. Bob Backlund record, smashed it. Bruno San Martino record, smashed it. Stacked all them legends. You want these belts? You can have them. He just sits down in the ring and starts undoing his boots. And he's like, <laughs> I'm done here. I can't do anything else. I beat them all. I beat the dead ones. I beat the alive ones. I'm done. Goodbye. And then Seth Rollins comes out. He's like, you haven't beat me. <laughs> and then he just smashes him and pins him and he's like metaphorically i just did <laughs> top guy out and then everyone's like oh he's going to aw he's gonna be ftr no i don't know the the r in ftr stands for roman reigns <laughs> love uh, roman reigns that dude rules i i don't want him every week i don't 
because it pops me just when he shows up. Bless Roman Reigns, dude. He shows up on his time, always gets the big pop, uh, gets the big acknowledgement and everything. Comes to work when he wants. That's the schedule. I believe him. When I know Cody likes to, ah, let me make the towns and set this. Like, I'm going to be the fighting champion and everything. That's dumb as hell. All right? Just, just show up when you want. Get paid the most money. If I could show up to work once every every three weeks and get paid Roman and get paid the same, not even Roman Reigns money, just pay me my same salary. I I'd love that so much more than working every single day the way that I do. Roman Reigns has got the game figured out. It took him a long time to get there, though. It did. It did. But he got it figured out now. All these other people are still trying to catch up. Do you think the Roman Reigns babyface turn, the inevitable babyface turn, is going to be as good when it all comes about? He ain't turning babyface. Now he's going to retire as a heel? Yeah, he's going to be full-time. I'll turn babyface at some point. I don't know when. It'll be good. But it'll be it'll have similar elements to his current character. It'll it'll have similar like the rock. The rock babyface and heel wasn't that different. He just feuded with heels and said the same insults. But you you cheered for him because of the people he was going against. That's all they're gonna do with Roman, is he's gonna actually go against heels, but they gotta make a heel that's just as strong as he is, and good luck. That's fair. That's fine by me. I don't know. There's a lot that Roman can do, but uh, let's hit a couple super chats and then we got a raw preview. Well, uh, Will Chisholm asks, uh, how long before we hear Vince trying to break up a TKO? What chance if TKO brings back Stephanie McMahon? So the Vince breaking up TKO, I think it's not going to happen because TKO and Ari and Endeavor, they basically have the the voting power at this point. Like it's happened. It's done. Vince Vince would have to create a whole new wrestling promotion and hope that everyone comes with him and i don't think that's going to happen vincent so. punk baby yeah. <laughs> let's go it's gonna be vincent punk promotions vpp <laughs> and that's how you're gonna get it uh bring you back stephanie mcmahon that's up to stephanie i'm I, I couldn't speak for her couldn't tell you but you know she was liked and she did good work so it's entirely possible i don't know if you have anything to add yeah that's that's a stephanie call um I, I'm sure if TKO reached out and was like, hey, do you want to come back? That's 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 her call. I am sure if she wanted to go to them, be like, hey, here's what I can offer. But I I think that's more on her than it is TKO. I don't think they're really gonna reach out. And if they did, it's it's it, it's it's her call on that stuff. Uh as far and then Vince breaking up with them, yeah, it's kind of like Joel said, like theoretically he could, he can cash out his stock and, and leave, but like, then what's he gonna do? I feel like he's, he's gonna, gonna start. Buy, he's gonna buy AEW and team up with Tony Khan. There we go. Wouldn't that be like? Is that the most chaotic? What's more chaotic? Him starting a new promotion or or buying into AEW? Oh, I'll give you one more. Okay, Billy. I hear you need investors. No, nah, we're not going the NWA. That's not chaotic oh, he, at all. That's just a failure. He's gonna take the NWA to new heights. No, that's getting, our product is is straight up the middle. That's how we go. We're gonna go straight up the middle. No, and, and buying into the NWA is not chaotic. That's just that's just sad. That's honestly just sad. Where's Cyrus? God damn it! Uh, him starting up his own promotion, but then you got to get like a TV deal out of that. And I don't know if people like who's gonna is any platform gonna take on a third wrestling company? Dick Ebersol still alive? 
I don't think he's like in the the sports business. Seventy six years old, still alive. Dick, you owe me a favor. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to do either. We, I, yeah. We're just screwing around and throwing out hypotheticals. Although him, him buying into AEW would be very chaotic and very. Oh, hard. it'd be so good if it was like because Shad has more money than Vince. People got to realize yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. So, but if he bought to like Tony wants majority control. But if he bought into like 40% or something, Tony still has 60. Maybe if it's even less than that. I don't, but Tony won. I don't think he likes Vince uh, for good reason. Um, You know, he's taken all the shots anyway um, at Vince. So I don't think like this is, again, I don't think any of this is ever happening. We're just screwing around, throwing stuff out. Morning show vibes, baby. We're just throwing stuff out. Let's say hypothetically. Vince buys in for 40%. And Tony is like, yeah, sure, 40%. Okay, I'm still in control. Vince, like, taking orders from Tony? Hilarious. Hilarious. Vince trying to pitch all these ideas and stuff. And Tony's like, no, we need to close with a show angle. Like, no, wedding? No. AEW should do a wedding, by the way. It is one time. Yeah, they've done one. Yeah, they gotta do another one. They did it during the pandemic. It was a pandemic wedding. They they had it. Don't remind me about Chucky. The non was it Trent or Chucky? Whoever was the 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 fuck? What was it? The Butler. Yeah, Miro. They fucked that up real bad. Hated that. Well, I mean, maybe, but they gotta do another one, man. What what's a what's a good wedding angle that they? That they could do. Oh, they'll do, do Miro that. and CJ too when they get back together. They'll oh, do that. They'd be good. I I hope so because whatever they're doing right now ain't much better than what they got. <laughs> CJ being like, "Oh, I'm so excited! All these pretty boys are talking to me," and then Miro being like, "Ha fuck that!" It is a, a weird little gimmick they got going on with Miro and CJ. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'll let it play out. Um, the wedding of Britain Adam Cole would be. Very confusing, baby. Yeah, like they got to get married in real life first. Well, I mean, that's what they did with Kip and Penelope. So they got married. Right, they were getting married in real life. So yeah. they, then they turned it into a wedding angle, which is yeah. fine. What if you do? Um, there's, there's a few couples did, in AEW. Did, like, did Ali and Blade ever, are they married? Married? They are, I think. I think so, yeah. I was going to say that, that would be the one. I don't know. We just had Lee Johnson get married to uh, Julia Hart in real life. Best wishes to that many people. Yeah, best wishes to them. That that would confuse so many people. On yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You can't do that in in on screen right in now. Very, yeah. Tay and Sammy, they're, they're already married. They are, but you could still do like a, a legit wedding angle with them. Oh, I like that. Do like baby shower wedding. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Juice and Tony was always funny because I said to myself, I want to I want a reality show, but it's just cameras set up in Juice and Tony's house where they talk about wrestling all day because that's clearly all they do. And because they're both extremely creative and entertaining in like the weirdest possible way, I kind of want to see the conversations that go on. What if we do what if we do a Mox and Renee wedding? Then it has to be like 1 a.m. outside on their balcony or whatever. <laughs> Mox and Renee wedding, and it, it, I don't even know how like Renee, Renee just like pitches that like you're hurt right now. Let's get married on screen. <laughs> I don't even know how you pitch that. Jericho and himself would be hilarious. <laughs> be hilarious. Uh, let's just take a look. Uh, what are we going into 2024? Um, let's see which episode of Dynamite should be. Maybe it'll be on the episode on 
January 3rd, 2024. Why? Uh, because January 6th is a Saturday. Oh, okay. Okay. I, you, you lost me on that one. For a I, second, know, I just you picked it back it. up. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, you, okay. you got it. <laughs> why does, why does juice remind anyone? Yes. He, he is the honeycomb cereal mascot. Somebody brought that up once and it's absolutely that, uh, we're going to get to a raw preview in a second. We got a couple more super chats. Uh, will saying I knew Vince wasn't booking the show when Ron 16 women on the show. It's not even that it's when they started bringing literally everyone from NXT that they introduced once upon a time into the show. That's when it started happening. Uh, we mentioned it, I think, last week where Riccicino was like, oh, this is very much a very different show. I'll believe it when Casey and, and uh, Chan, <laughs> Casey Carter and Katana Chance show up on screen. And the next segment, they were on screen. And we were like, so do you believe it now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Speedpunk said to Super Chat earlier saying, what was your guys' favorite wrestling show this weekend? Mine was the MLW pay-per-view. So Slaughterhouse was a really fun show. I did get a chance to watch most of it. Uh, and I, I, I agree, it was a really good show. Um, I don't know what my favorite show was. It could have been SmackDown this past week. Collision was fine. Smackdown like, didn't have any wrestling, Joel. That's fine. Uh, that's that's the best part about wrestling when there's no wrestling. Like Royal Quest was good. What was it's, good? Uh, Royal Quest saw bits and pieces of that. There's no new BTE this week. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's, that's my favorite wrestling show, BTE. Yeah, there you go. I, I really only watched uh, I watched Collision. I watched a little bit of Slaughterhouse. I have not watched anything from World Quest. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I know I need to watch Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay. I've seen everybody praising that match. I'm sure it was great. Like, you know, it's it's Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay. It's probably going to be a great show or a great match. So I should probably watch that. Um, I, I saw I caught a little bit of DPW last night. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets showing up, and DPW just puts on a good product. So I, I caught a little bit of that, but I, I'm not like fully tuned in. I was tuned into SmackDown because I was good on Friday night, but once Saturday kind of hit, uh, I just sort of checked out from the the professional wrestling outside of just bits and pieces of, of stuff that I knew we would sort of hit on the show, and so I want to make sure I was sort of informed. There you go. Uh, raw preview, real quick. There's actually a, a, another full show. Uh, Shayna Baszler looks to end the nightmare of Rhea Ripley. They're doing a one-on-one match. Looking forward to that. Uh, Baszler and Ripley, what do you think? Who's going to get involved other than everyone? Yeah, I was going to say, like, Nia's going to probably like, come out, right? Like, I don't know if you're doing a clean finish here. If you are, Rhea, Rhea's probably got to win. Set up a four-way for Saudi? Nia, Rhea, Shayna. Uh, Raquel. Oh yeah, her. <laughs> the back is back. Yeah, to show off her back at at in Riyadh. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be really tough. That's the yeah. whole. Yeah, that's the whole story. Anyway, uh, Ricochet versus Shinsuke in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Ah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, who's gonna get involved with that? I think anybody gets involved. I think um, I think Shinsuke just wins. Yeah, that's fine. And do they brawl into the concession area? They brawl over where I don't don't end this in the ring, please don't. Ending falls count anywhere in the ring is stupid. Anywhere except the ring. Uh, big Bronson Reed versus Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. I want to see this match so bad. Bronson Reed told me, and I've said this before on the show, told me in a in a uh, in an interview that they have worked to protect the tsunami. No one's kicked out of it in like five years. That's in and out of WWE. 
Got to keep that going tonight. I really, really want to see a good straight-up match between these two. But uh, unfortunately, it's probably going to be Gunter winning the match. Why is that unfortunate? Because I really, really, really like Bronson Reed. I've always liked, like, I loved Jonah Rock. I loved him as Jonah. Big, big bon- like, I've always been, I got a soft spot for Bronson Reed. That's, the, that's all. I just want to see him get a big win. I feel like you're being very biased here, Joel. It's past oh, noon. Have some respect, Joel. I'm not eating eggs. Well, are you having an egg sandwich? No, I'm having barbecue pulled chicken and sweet potato mash. That sounds oh, good. That sounds it's so- pretty good. I mean, it's one of the little pre-meal gimmicks, so... Yeah, how are how are you guys? How are you guys? Good, you know, busy busy morning of talking about nothing. That's cool. That's pretty That's much. Cool. I, I rewatched King of the Hill, the first episode of King of the Hill, and <laughs> I forgot that they sit around talking about Seinfeld in the first episode. <laughs> They're like, "Dang, on, New Yorkers, man, show about nothing." That's what we do. How, how are how are you, Sean? You, we missed you last week, yeah, Joel. Said that you did not show up once last week. Didn't? No, no. the whole week off. Yeah, oh no, man. you know what? I think you showed up on Monday, but I wasn't on the show. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was gonna say I don't go a full week. I don't take weeks off. Yeah, as yeah, Jeremy would say, I ain't no part time bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Brock talking. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody on the phone, and we were talking about the punk stuff and about how the references seem to die down on SmackDown. After I got that call last week and they go, well, we don't want to set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. I go, what are you talking about? Shinsuke Nakamura did the go to sleep on Raw and Corey Graves at this point. I expected to come out uh, dick and balls out on Tuesday NXT, scream CM Punk at the camera and then dash off. Like, <laughs> why? Why does he need to hold his dick and balls out? What is that reference to CM Punk? Ratings. <laughs> Ratings. <laughs> like I, did you know did you know that the the cage fury dj is in on this thing playing yeah, i saw that song? and i wanted to snap i wanted to i wanted to just shake people and be like you think that dj or cm punk has any idea what the survivor series theme was last year i think john morgan is hit on it because that man is a needler if anything yeah if anybody is it's john morgan like yeah. that that's the only one uh but I just look at that and I'm like, you think if if the DJ knew about it that we wouldn't know about it at some point? Like, come on, get John, get out of here. But, John Morgan heard that th- song playing. He's like, War Pig Survivor Series, CM Punk Survivor Series coming up. Going to any other promotions? Yes. Uh, <laughs> any, uh, or the one that really, <laughs> and it, perhaps it was in jest, but at this point I can't tell. Somebody posted the L.A. Knight Roman Reigns shot of Roman Reigns looking into L.A. Knight sunglasses and said, oh, it's look into my eyes. What do you see? <laughs> let me tell you, I squared up at my PC like this. I was like, come on, just just let, give me one shot at this person. <laughs> one. They won't make it through. Here's the problem with what you're talking about, though. The cage fighting fury DJ is very clearly Valentino Khan, who does all of the big like WWE pre-show DJ sets. Sure. So he knows. He's the guy. I'm sorry, but you think that he remembers? I think he does. I think <laughs> well, I don't does. think he remembers. I, I think don't he think he remembers at all. He's a con. He remembers everything. All cons remember everything. That's what wrestling has taught us. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I don't appreciate you bringing that up either because that makes my life a lot harder. 
<laughs> here <Shit>. for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I don't like this. I don't like it. Not one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not one bit. Um, Damn it. So yeah, here I am eating my delicious eggs. lunch. I got leftover chili. That's pretty good. I know. Good time of the year for it. What's the temperature like up there? Don't tell me in that bullshit Celsius either. <laughs> it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit chilly. Let, let's find out. Let's take a look. Right now it is uh, loading up the screen for the, net, the weather network.ca. Uh, it's probably about, what's that? What's, what's 12? Like 60 something? That, that, that like low 60s? Let's say low 60s. Pretty good. Yeah, it's comfy. It's weather weather. It's conversion rate nonsense. Like, uh, by the way, you're dumb. It's like mid fifties, but oh yeah, I'm not dumb. I just happen to do what every other person in the world. It is. Listen, listen. It is twelve degrees Celsius times nine over five plus thirty two. And if you would have watched Super Troopers two, you would have known that. Is that legit? Is that legitimately? Yes, that's that's the that's the formula. Okay, that is. I have no idea. I learned it from Will Sasso in uh, Super Troopers two. Feels I like just different. Google. Yeah, I I just use the system that everyone else in the world uses, not American. I just Google, and that would be just over fifty three degrees. Yeah, my Michael Dammit says fifty three. Yeah, feels feels like fifty. There you go. Sure, feels like fifty. Well, you know, it feels like fifty three. <laughs> I would know. Well, Very, the real feel is fifty. The real feels fifty. Gonna start you requiring math tests as like the captcha when people send me invoices <laughs> oh I'm i mean they, they, they very clearly because <laughs> they very clearly can't read 11 59 p.m eastern on a clock already <laughs> i'm gonna see what other numbers they do or don't know throughout who sends in the latest invoice it used to be denise will would be like three months late will yeah will just didn't submit one for yeah. months and i like cool <laughs> Denise, sometimes she's not late that much anymore. Um, Nick Harrison, Professor Nick, was always late, but he hasn't done anything for us in a couple months. Kate is always late, and not. <laughs> and here's the funny thing: she has complained, or she's been like, "I am so sorry, this is late." When she has accidentally sent it in two days early before. <laughs> I usually get it in about like 10 p.m. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm, Alex, I'm, uh, sorry, sorry. Alex is sometimes late, but it's usually immediately following that um, because she'll never watch this. I'll tell you what Taylor Hendricks does on the 14th of every month. I'll get like nine articles <laughs> and I'm like, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. We had to cap that, um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, she's always like Luis is, is late pretty often <laughs> as well. i've been around for so long that i just i think i was like one time you're like did you submit an invoice like oh no my fault one time i submitted one from like the previous month uh and then the oh, one that happens all the time the actual one was higher and then you're like i'll just charge you for the one you sent initially <laughs> well yeah that's fair i screwed I did, up i did basically bonus somebody uh recently they sent in the wrong invoice you're like, hey, I sent in the wrong invoice, and I was like, yeah, just just keep it. It's it's a negligible <laughs> amount. You're all right. Thank you for the hard work. Because I don't People... think they got a Christmas bonus from us last year. I got to see if old uh, Ebenezer Scrooge Vanderlinden will let me do those this year. 
We got to do the the Christmas stream this year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did not do it last year. Well, it's it's a lot harder now to be like, guys, super chat us money for Christmas bonuses when we're doing so well on on Patreon. But stop telling them that we are. You <laughs> tell them before, Sean. I mean, listen. I will say this compared to like the wrestling inks of the world. Uh, I the the distribution of finances among talent is significantly higher than any other wrestling website that I've worked for, which makes me happy. I mean, Jimmy is finally making money doing this website, but uh, I can tell you at wrestling Inc. I was, I, first off, I couldn't get paid $15,000 a year. I got rejected that. And then I found out that there was somebody who wasn't doing any work that was on the payroll for six figures at one point. So that didn't make me happy, but I got an interview with them later on today. Do <laughs> you? That should they be finally fun. messaged me back. That should be fun. I'm going to use it when as you, leverage. I'm, I'm going to lie and just be like, they're offering me this much, Sean. What can you do about it? I mean, listen, that, that is a Jimmy question at this point because I just had to uh, make some cutbacks. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's lost AG1, too. Oh, that's not good. No. At some Struggle. point, I'm going to have to get a pay cut. I already know that. And I'm like, yeah. No, you're not getting a pay cut. No. Well, thank you. Appreciate you're definitely that. not getting a pay cut. No, thanks. I'm anyway, I'm tired it. of talking about this. Goodbye. Yeah, I was waiting uh, until this conversation rolled until Sean left. <laughs> uh, I got through that whole conversation without having to talk about me getting a pay cut. So everyone's happy now. <laughs> you, you've you been told on the air you're not going to get one. I'm just assuming I'm not because I'm just a voiceless mouse. It's all good. I, I use this as leverage when I, I make Sean say these things on air and be like, see, see what you told me here, Sean. You said I was never getting fired. You said I was never taking a pay cut. And now look at all this. And then I can, when it inevitably happens, I can blast him online. Oh, it's a DM from Sean. You're fired. Oh, well, good timing then. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes, JSO versus the judge. The undisputed tag titles. You got to keep going with Rhodes and Jay, right? They are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They ain't judgment to him winning these belts back. Sammy Uso, Sammy Uso, Sammy wow. Uso. Sammy Zayn joins the Judgment Day. Here we go. Oh, it won't happen, but I'm intrigued by your ideas and I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. I would love to start one for only $5 <laughs> a month at joelpearlselect.com. You can get Billy Corgan to bury you. <laughs> we, should, we should start doing the jerk-off match of the week. <laughs> Where it's literally two people jerking. No, what? <laughs> Imagine it. So not end well. We can never do women's matches because then we'd get canceled. <laughs> Which is a problem because I'm a big proponent of women's wrestling. So we, yeah. I will never have anything to add. <laughs> so we could never do women's matches. Oh, done with us already. <laughs> Yeah, that does sound like an idea for Toxic Friday. Yes, bring it back. It's not going to be good matches, though. Here's the principle behind it. It's the worst match of the week. And instead of watching it, you go jerk off. All right? This is what we're going to (laughs) start. Suck on that, Billy Corgan. <laughs> the problem is people are just going to pick a bunch of level up matches and then we're screwed. No, no, it's got to be main show. It's got to be, be main show stuff. Oh, Jesus. It's got to be main show stuff. Because we don't want to be like, yeah, this random indie match. Like, no. Otherwise, NWA would have a lot of jerk-off matches, probably. <laughs> we would, uh, the problem is 
eventually this would go too far and we would be in the middle of an interview and someone would be like, what's your jerk off match? (laughs) Game over from there. Joel and Jeremy never see another talent ever again on in the weeds. (laughs) It spirals. This is Billy Corgan's fault. This is not my fault, by the way. The Billy Corgan is over here calling these Meltzer jerk off matches. I'm like, oh, Tyrus and EC3 are telling a story. Oh, sure they are. Sure. So <laughs> jerk off match of the week coming soon to end the week. <laughs> no, I'd rather you wear electric tape over your nipple. Orange Cassidy approves this idea. <laughs> Plug anything else and let's get out of here. We're way over time. <laughs> uh, don't follow me on Twitter. I haven't tweeted in a couple of days anyways, but so don't follow me on Twitter. Um, I, I truthfully don't have anything to plug. I do want to say thank you guys for listening to us at the, the top of the show with our, our conversation and sticking with us through the wrestling conversation. And, um, and uh, you know, just hanging out. We're going to give you a legit match that you're tough to. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Someone's gonna really cancel themselves on this show. It's not gonna be good. I got a whole list of people we could try that with. There are a few people who'd probably give us like a funny response. I'm honestly. sure of it. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure of it. We yeah. just gotta choose our spots. Right, right. Um as I try to give like a sincere thank you and appreciation to the audience, we're just going to talk about jerk off matches. That is what I like to think is the beauty of this show is uh, we can do the stuff we did at the top of the show and we can do the stuff we've done at the bottom of the show. So I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for, for all the love and the support and the appreciation. Uh, yeah. Hope everybody has a, a good day and we'll be back on Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll be back on some someday. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back this later on this week with some, hopefully I have some guests and everything. We don't have guests this week today. That was, that's on me because of, because of my weekend. So you can blame me on that if you, if you would like, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have guests later on this week. Again, thank you guys for, for love, support, appreciation, all that good stuff. Hope everyone, uh, just take care of yourself. Everybody take care of yourself. Absolutely. I have nothing else to add. Go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the way out and subscribe to us here. You fight full overbooked. We are back on Wednesday. You got to do it the other way because that way is bad for Brits. Uh, you, the, 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 you know, the thumbs up and all that stuff that I just mentioned. Back here Wednesday, noon Eastern. No, 10 a.m. Eastern. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Tons of stuff dropping on Fightful Overbooked, so hit the bell, get your notifications, because there's always something going on, okay? Till then, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.